0: So, all right, Anne Sturzinger sent you a cryptic message. No kidding, cryptic, really. Ann. no, no kidding.
1: <laughs> no, I well, I don't know if I'm supposed to discuss this. I, I she just sent me a, like a clip of of uh, something that you sent her, and I, I don't know what it means. And uh, what she, did I uh, send her? Uh, uh, she said Do you want you want it on the podcast and. She, she asked me if there's just someone, there's some girl that's been talking about her, but I didn't know who it was. So hopefully yeah, Ann yeah. jumps in jumps in today. I, I'm guessing people are, women are, are angry because Ann is going to be getting a boob job and maybe they're jealous. So I don't know.
0: I don't uh, No, If anything, I told Anne like, you know, Hey, don't interrupt people. I'm batting everybody down. I'm beating everybody up. <clears throat> like you let people finish. That's why we're only going to have two or three people each thing. But no, I don't think anything cryptic. Uh, what?
1: Uh- oh, no. She, you know what it was? She she just, she wrote, she she sent me a clip of you just joking, saying, don't interrupt. And then she, I thought that two things were connected, but apparently they weren't because in the ramblings of, of that female mind of hers, she, you know, they were two totally separate things, but she just sent me a clip, uh, sent me a cutout of you saying, you know, you can be on, just don't interrupt. And then uh, the next thing is she's like, guess who's been talking about me? And I thought. I thought they were related because I haven't heard back from her, so no, I'm
0: not no, there's no real gossip. if anything, I tell you people up front, you know that's it's, uh but no, how is the boob job uh, fundraising going? Do you guys got enough uh, money for Ann to get a boob? What does it cost what's the what's the goal? <laughs>
1: well, well a boob job goes it's, it's kind of like we want to do like the mexican uh you know Mexican doctor boob job fly down there. south. Yeah, fly down south, and you know, uh, y- oh yeah, Anne. you're, you're. Well, let's see if she, she might take but a 2nd we still
2: talking about boob, jo- boob jobs.
1: Well, the no, most we weren't. Thing. I, was, I, I, I was trying to make sense of that cryptic message you sent me on Twitter, where you, 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 know, you had the joke of Aaron saying, "Don't interrupt me," and then you said, "Who's talking about you?" And and, and I, did, I thought they were related, but apparently they're two completely separate things.
2: No, I was just joking about that. But oh, okay. How did, how did you
1: get to boob jobs from that? Oh, I thought someone was talking about you because of your boob job. Oh, gotcha.
0: What Wait. are we going for here? I got, I give everybody, give the audience uh, like some specs here. What are we going? Seas and what? $5,000. What, what are we looking at?
2: Uh, in Mexico? Yeah, probably $5,000.
0: Okay. Seas?
2: Yeah. And then what? How much does it cost for a
1: plane ticket to Mexico? $200?
0: Yeah, depends on the time and the season and the rhyme or the reason.
1: Well, we can put Ann in the cargo bay with the pets. <laughs> it's cheaper that way. You know?
2: Just pretend I'm a schnauzer. Yeah.
1: yeah. What?
2: Uh, all right. So uh, let's just
0: say it's five grand. How close are you guys? How much did you raise?
1: I don't know. I, don't I think, know how much I think zero. zero? zero? I, think, <laughs> I think zero, actually. You mean that? Go ten. ahead. I was saying, I think maybe the world actually prefers Anne, you know, flat-chested like the Great Plains she's from in uh, the Midwest. You know,
0: well, if Ann didn't pose with a face that looks like I'm gonna kill your mother and cut <laughs> your cut your son's testicles off, uh, maybe <laughs> this is just me, heterosexual, stupid white guy. Uh, maybe if Ann like smiled, I don't know if Ann,
2: are you capable of smiling? Can you smile? I actually look more frightening when I smile. I've seen you in person. We've met
0: in person. You're actually a very charming, lovely lady. I I love hanging out with you. But then on the Internet, like uh, Hitler seems more cuddly, to be frankly (laughs) honest.
2: I think the Internet makes me grumpy. No, you
0: make you look, look, look. All right. When you talk, your image is going to come up. And you got this look on your face where it's like, I'm going to cut your nuts off. You got that Lorena Bobbitt looking face. You do. You do. Why don't you try smiling?
2: Why because like I, try- I look I look actually more frightening when I smile, at least in photographs. Like I take pictures of myself smiling, and and I look at them and I and I'm like, it really looks like I'm planning to commit some sort of genocide. There, I should probably yes, just not try smiling. Well, no, but you're not. <clears throat>
3: Clary, most women don't smile in their pictures. They just don't. They, I, it's like the mean mug or the duck face or the,
0: you know, I, I, like, I, I agree with you, though. They're I, I, they're that's look. like, smile, be happy. <laughs> well, I, uh, DT, you've met the lovely GF. Um, yeah. But she's always having fun when we all go hang out. But she's got that PBBRFBRBF, bed, the permanent resting bitch face. Who? What? No,
3: she doesn't. You've never heard of that? No, but your GF does not have a permanent resident. That's
0: because you're around. She's so excited to see the true DT. That's why everybody's happy. Nobody has PBRF or Paps Blue Ribbon face uh, when we're hanging out with DT. But no, like there'll be times I'll be sitting there and I'm like looking like, did I piss her off? Did I say something? Like, I didn't say something at all. I've just been sitting here reading Ecclesiastes for God's sake. And like, I'm like, are you angry? And then and then it's weird. She'll immediately, not even necessarily perk up, but her face is like, no, I'm fine. Perfectly, what's, what's wrong? What, what you I'm like, well, you you look like Ann Storzinger, like you're going to go fucking kill six million Jews or some fucking reason.
3: There <laughs> must be a great date. There must be a scale of PBRF because I would say I've, I've seen uh, chicks with much more extreme... PBRF than your GF. Is that enough acronyms there? Am I throwing enough of those out No, there? no, let's all keep everybody in. Line. I get
0: enough death threats and rape threats that I don't need to.
2: Yeah, need I don't to, think I would start with the Jews.
1: <laughs> okay, Ann. Um, she actually <laughs> was thinking about that. <laughs> wow. who, who would she go for? If I oh was going to commit
2: genocide, what part of the human race? Actually, I would. I would probably go with people who walk slowly up escalators. That's where I'd start.
3: Not the people that just stop. They don't. I mean, what about oh, the people, people who stop first? <laughs> At yeah. least the people who are walking slowly or walking.
1: I'm well, glad no, this the, went the, this pe- the people so worse. Them, go when you're going down escalators. The people that won't won't walk when you're going down. For Christ's sake, they got no excuse.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm waiting. Aunt. No, Ant, please tell us who would you kill first? <laughs> no, I'm I'm morbidly curious. <laughs> <laughs> was. Uber Uber fewer. Who will we kill first, Ann? Because I got a list. I got a list.
2: (laughs) (gasps) Well, I I, I definitely, like, people who stand still or walk slowly on escalators are definitely on the list. But I, you know what? I might lose my chance to commit genocide because I would be sitting there hesitating like a bitch between baby boomers and millennials. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, I, yeah, not, you, you not don't have to, to, say, not to okay, rewind, but boomers are almost
3: done, so. Well, yeah,
0: no, they're almost out, and they deserve the life they got. Um Here's a curiosity. I just have a, it's, it's just so technical. It's the mind of <laughs> Ann Sturzinger. <laughs> and why are people supposed to walk up or down escalators? Isn't that the whole, like, when you're on. Oh, Cappy's dead. Cappy's t- dead. <laughs> no, I'm not Cappy. No, when you're, when you're, okay, you go to the airport, and they got those, like, um,
1: it's, yeah. It's, it's oh yeah, the moving the moving conveyor. Cement, the,
0: so you got yeah. the moving conveyor belts. It's a conveyor belt. And I understand, it. even some of them say, on the left side you walk, on the right side you stand still because you're a lazy fuck.
1: Well, no, it's actually when you got like so much luggage, you can't carry it all. Why? Right. I, mean, I, I understand. Hold it,
0: hold it, hold it. I'm in command. <laughs> let me let me ask the questions here. And when they're on escalators, are you supposed to be running up or down the escalators? Well, escalators, I think there's a, 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 a altitude change. So explain to me why you want to kill these people just because they're not moving on the escalator.
2: Okay. My understanding of escalators is not that they were designed to relieve you of the labor of walking places. My understanding of escalators is that they were designed to make it faster and easier for you to transit places. If you just stand on the escalator, you're actually – going slower than you would be if you were climbing stairs and you are imposing on the people behind you your slow pace. And the the most often that I encounter this is when I'm in Chicago and I'm trying to make an L train and... Some idiot is standing on the escalator and that I can hear the train coming. I can hear it coming on the tracks. I need to catch this train. I don't want to wait another 10 or 15 minutes or till the next suicide clears off the tracks to, you know, this might be the last train before the suicide. So I want to catch that train. And somebody who's at least as wide as the actual escalator is invariably just standing there because.
0: Parking their ass.
2: Parking their ass because their understanding of the escalator is not that it's there to help you catch the train by making your transit quicker. It's there so that your fat ass doesn't ever have to walk upstairs.
3: It's a ride.
2: (laughs) 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 Like clearly, these people don't have any place to go. Maybe they're on welfare. Maybe they don't give a shit. But they're they're they're. And, and, you know, I, 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 I think your, your interpretation of what escalators are for is kind of central to your ideas about the world.
0: This <laughs> is very philosophical now. Yes, oh, I, please you want yeah, go ahead man. you
2: have the floor. <laughs> you know, people who see modern technology as something that absolves them of responsibility, work, the need to ever do anything except sit there and drink a Slurpee and watch TV. Those are the
0: escalator people.
2: Those are the people who stand on escalators. Yes. All right, but all
0: right. Now I could be wrong, and maybe DT and, and John. St- I I had completely different plans for today's podcast, but I guess that's out the window. Uh, when I am the escalators, I've never thought about running up the escalators. I always thought, like, you you just kind of stand, be at the mall, catch an L train or whatever else. When it's flat, I don't know why that is, I always feel like, oh, they're putting this uh, treadmill over at the airport to make people go faster. They even have lanes, like, you walk, you stand here. Lazy people are, you know, successful people, and I go on the walking. But the escalators, I always thought you weren't supposed to, I mean, you can, you certainly have the right to walk up the escalators. But the escalators was just kind of like, I don't think there was like this compunction or the societal expectation that you're supposed to walk up the escalators. That was something that's one of the places that you actually just stand. I mean, how wide are these escalators we're talking?
2: They're, you know, they're wide enough for normal people to pass each other, but normal people are never the people who are just standing there.
0: Right. And especially since you're like, you know, 83 pounds yourself, you could probably fit five and Sturzinger side by side and go up. So it's, it's discriminatory against the thinner people.
2: I guess you could say that, but it's, it's mostly just the the people who stand there just happen to coincide with the people who generally try not to do anything. So they wind up being wide enough to block the whole escalator. I, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's just, maybe I'm wrong, but I see technological advancements like that as something that helps you do things faster and better. They're not things that just absolve you of The need to be a human being with legs that moves.
0: Okay, so out of all the people in the world, if we're going to go genocidal, you want to kill escalator people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I got a list. I got a list, and we're going to go through everybody because I'm very curious, and we're we're going to be completely honest everybody's anonymous here i want to know if you are like you know pinochet who you gonna kill Anne's gonna waste a ton of bullets and gas (laughs) on escalator people which i'm not saying the methodology is bad i just think they'd be a little bit more effective but you really you really seem to have escalator people underneath your skin
2: (laughs) i'll probably wake up in the middle of the night tonight and think oh i can think of a much better answer now but yeah off the top of my head
0: escalator people
2: escalator people okay
0: All right, good. DT, who do you want to kill? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Do we really want to admit these
3: things? Well, no, no. I mean – got to come up
0: with fake answers now. No, no, no. Here's the difference between us and leftists. Leftists would actually kill. They actually would. Whereas – and I have the perfect answer. You guys are all going to come up with your own answers, but I'm going to come up with the correct answer, and you guys are going to be like, oh, clearly he is wise. He's very wise because it is true. Um, But the leftists would kill they would kill based on race. They obviously hate white people. They hate males. They hate straight people. Um, it, it, it is painful as day uh, that they, well, they will act- kill and they have killed. And, and they, they have killed. Them. They've been sold. Yes. It. No, there, there's. And, and if anything, the 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 paradox <laughs> they face is that they're dependent upon the people they want to kill uh, in terms of tax receipts and, and production. You know, it's like, how do you kill is, the, they're the golden egg. Well, you rely on their tax payments. How are you going to kill them? And not, So they're, that's a quandary. That's a, a square. They got a circle, a circle. They got a square, but in, in a goofy lofty world, let's not say kill. You could just remove poof. They all go to heaven. You, <laughs> poof! They all go to immediate heaven. DT, what group of people would you send poof to happy heaven? I mean,
3: it's it's like that. Wasn't there a Twilight Zone episode where this alien species or alien race comes to this guy and they, he's got a button, and it's like this button will kill all the bad people; they'll just be gone. You know, kind of like Thanos in the Infinity War, right? You just snap. I was your cheering finger.
0: for him. I was cheering. See, for my him problem in that with
3: movie. Thanos, I would have been on his side if he he had the Infinity Stone, where he could have taken the time to judge everybody individually. Mm. And determine, yep, you're worth it, you're not. And and go through the entire, everybody in, in creation, everybody in the universe, he could, he could have taken the time because he had that infinity stone, but he took the lazy way out and just said, chance. Oh, we'll just go 50-50, snap my fingers, and and by chance you'll get either wiped from the
0: face of the earth or, or survive. Good good observation because how many of the Avengers died? Like half of them did, and they were all good people. right. Right. Yeah. And and
3: what would have been my my only criticism of the of the movie is they should have showed some of the bad guys dying because then it would have been like, okay yeah, it is truly 50 50. You know, some his his best friend dies in front of his face or whatever. You know, that would have made it um, better, I think. Just the whole point to that end. But to get to the answer, I guess I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to weasel my way out and say I would push that button. If an alien species came down and said, you know, all the bad people, bam, gone. I guess I probably would be tempted to push it. I'm uh, reading Nietzsche's will to power now, and he would say don't push it Mm -hmm. because it's the bad people that make the good people good. Um, We wouldn't be good if there weren't bad people. Mm -hmm. So there's questions like that. There's philosophical questions like that. But I guess if I was was faced with that, if it's so easy to just push a freaking button, I mean, everybody would do it, you know? I mean, if it was guaranteed... There'd be nobody that was...
0: left. There'd be nobody left. Because <laughs> we're all <laughs> well, bad. Well, no, 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 think about it. Like, if there was no, you know, murder laws, man could kill all day, and he still ain't any, anywhere near close to getting his job done. I mean, I could... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but then at the same token, I'd probably be the first hit list of uh, some warped SJW type who got himself a good 30-odd six, you know? I mean, I'd be out there killing all day. And, and people make it sound like, oh, murder is such a do 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 It's like, dude, we have laws for a reason. And if, yeah. and if you could kill somebody and get away with it, there'd be no humans left. None. Right, left, black, white, Asian, Latino, short, tall, male, female. Everybody would be dead. Everybody oh, it, it, would
3: be yeah, dead. It would just get out of control. Like, right. I, w- I don't want to kill anybody.
0: I don't want to, I, I don't even
3: kill like killing of deer. I don't like, I don't like, I mean, I, I, when I clean fish, I don't like it when I bash them on the head. I mean, I just don't like killing stuff. It's not, it's not my thing. I just want to be left alone. But, but in the situation that you're talking about, it would just, it would be like the purge. Things would just get out of control and it would just be, you know, war of attrition. It would just be revenge upon revenge upon revenge. And, and I guess that is the history of humanity is that somebody's always got to avenge somebody.
0: Yeah, inevitably, inevitably. John, who are you taking out?
1: Well, i I just like to say is, you know, hypothetically speaking, you can kill people and get away with it. It's not as hard <laughs> as you think. Um, I mean, we have laws, but I mean, they're really kind of for the stupid people. I mean, I'm just I'm not saying that I've ever done this, but you can kill people. I mean, the secret is a lot of time is to kill people and not make it look like murder. I mean, you can make it look like a fall, a suicide or, you know, whatever. So just just throwing that out there. So but there's yeah, no next, group. Th- next time, you, you know, one of these people, have to, you know, you could push them down the stairs. You say, well, they just fell, you know. You know.
3: I was just going to say, I'm not going to be near any stairs near John Steele. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, I mean, you don't owe me any money, so you don't have to worry about it. But, uh, you know, that's, you know, I, I was just I was just thinking, though, and we, we were giving her ideas. I think, you know, the amount of homicidal fantasies that woman has just really frightens me.
0: Well, that's uh, what scares me. I mean, like, you meet Anne, you're like, oh, this is a great girl to have, you know, Vietnamese fa with. She's just very nice. And then, and then you're like, what if she was in control of the government? And you're <laughs> like, holy shit, I'd be sleeping with my gun, you know, like, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, Clary, I just thought of one. I won't yeah. weasel my way out. Uh-huh. Pedophiles. Fucking
2: Ooh, kill them all. Oh, that's a good <laughs> place kill to start. All.
0: Kill them all. Yep, that's a good place to start.
1: So how about just Hollywood? I mean, I, I, I you know you guys were talking about movies and stuff. I gotta be honest. I've never seen any of the Avenger movies or or any or anything. I, I just i've t- I've totally eliminated, well, not totally, I guess, but as much as you can, I've eliminated Hollywood and that mainstream entertainment pretty much from my life. I don't even really watch you know I don't watch TV really. i don't I don't you know go to movies. so I don't even know a lot of this stuff.
0: Well you're not missing you're not missing anything. Uh <clears throat> well I think you should watch the Avenger movies. Those are pretty good. I would watch Infinity War. That's that's an absolute must. Uh, the first two Iron Men are good. The third one is pure vagina. Well, the the Vag- first
1: Iron Man I saw, but that was a good few years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's like over ten years ago now. Maybe yeah, that was 12.
1: a good movie.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um no, I was just kind of curious because Anne has her war against the escalator people. <laughs> so I'm kind of scared. Like, what if I'm not walking up the escalator? you know the Stasi's gonna come in and shoot me? We all agree on pedophiles uh, I don't know I thought John, you would have like a group of people you're like, let's get like you know needle druggies or something over in Seattle. I mean, I thought you'd have like a group of people you'd immediately go after,
1: well, yeah, I kind of look at it like they're they're killing themselves, they're doing God's work, um you know they're it, it's slowly it's not it's happening as quickly as I'd like, but. They are, they are getting rid of themselves. But I guess, you know, if I, if I could, I, I think I would kill the, the entire city of Portland. Um, <laughs> because, I don't know, you, I, I can't fucking stand those people. I mean, all these blue-haired freaks with their, you know, one side of their head shaved and all these androgynous men. And it's just like, oh, man, these, these people, I mean, what fucking purpose do these people serve?
0: But that, you live in Seattle. Like, is Portland that much, uh, can you tell if a Portlandian comes in?
1: well you know it's interesting like seattle as liberal as it is like at least seattle is productive like people here work um really? for, the, I mean, for the most part i mean there's a lot of like high-tech industry here there's a lot of people working there's you know they're, they're i don't know there seems to be more industriousness here i mean yeah you have the i guess the thing about seattle is the rents are so high you can't you know that they they don't really tolerate that kind of bullshit as much you know even though there's all this liberal policies going on and stuff like that, it, it's not. It's not quite. A, Portland is just awful. Portland is like there's something, maybe something in the water. It just turns everybody into. I I don't know. Just they're so liberal. It's just. Well,
0: that's that's why I have a question about what is what is Portland? Oh, okay, Look, Seattle, you got Boeing, you got a, a port, you we got several Amazon, ports, we got you got Amazon, you got Portland. Microsoft. There's actual genuine GDP being produced there. But you bring up a great point. What what the fuck is Portland like? T- timber, lumber. What what the fuck are they?
2: Strippers. There's lots of strippers in Portland. What? Is that true? Yeah, my sister- hairy armpits. Yeah, my my sister used to live there, and yeah, there were like hairy armpit strippers.
1: Oh, I was gonna say, I, I, you've seen the women in Portland? I mean, I don't know if it, people. Uh,
2: yeah, and I, every other one of them makes her living there somehow as a stripper. It's usually at some hipster bar. Like there'll be a hipster bar, and they have like drinks with tiki shit, and then they have an ugly girl stripping on the bar.
0: Oh. In
2: Portland? Yeah.
0: Okay, is that well, the
3: next phase of brew pubs? <laughs> All the hipsters go to the brew pub and they're like, you know what? We need a really ugly chick to strip in front of us.
2: <laughs> yeah, But do they... Well, you know, everyone's beautiful.
0: No, but that, that's what concerns me, is we could say uh, beauty is abstract. You can lie to yourself. You can lie to yourself. There's objective standards to beauty, both male and female. But Portland... I, I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm drawing a blank. That's why I'm, I'm so lacking right now. What the hell? Why the hell? Is, Portland must have existed for a reason. A port, timber. It's on a river, isn't it? Isn't it on the the Columbia River? Or yeah, something?
2: I think it was. It was logging.
0: Okay, so it's logging. But now, to be perfectly honest, I think you know we we could talk about race and immigration and all that. Uh, I look at where the most advanced whitest of white McWhitie that ever whited like you want to see where white people are going well you have unlimited production you have unlimited wealth and you have free everything and it's kind of a sad testament you look at Portland Portland is kind of like where white people will end up if they evolve you know millennia down into the future and so if they're having strip clubs where there's hairy armpitted women and the GDP consists of brew pubs and strip clubs with hairy, armpitted women, uh, I, I kind of, in a very Darwinistic philosophical sense, uh, the white race doesn't deserve to exist. <laughs> if, if no, I'm, if, and I know, I know, I know everybody here is white, and many of our listeners may not be white. You're like, oh, oh, white people should exist. But no, hear me out on this. If Portland, and we could even carry it on to Scandinavian socialism, if that is the, most uh, advanced, epiphanized, uh, revolutionary uh, achievement of whiteness, well, socialism will fail and it will ultimately, the the white race won't exist anymore. So I look at Portland, I look at Tacoma, I look at Seattle and, you know, I admittedly, I'm not, I'm not, let's admit all of us here aren't standard white people. We're kind of you know, we have penises, we have our balls, we have testosterone, we have self-respect. But I look at Portland and Seattle, the entire Pacific Northwest and the rest of California, and they're just a bunch of self-loathing pussies. They're just a bunch of Scandinavians. And so when you look at it, and it's, it, it, there's nothing great. There's nothing good. There's no excellence, no achievement that comes out of Portland. It's all drab and crap and sad and tuberculosis and panhandling. <laughs> and so I kind of look at Portland. I'm just kind of like – and then that's, that's why I kind of give uh, John a little bit of questioning where it's like, well, how is Portland any different than Seattle? And he's absolutely right. Seattle, at least there's production. But if there is no industry, there's no you – know, you take away Boeing. You take away Microsoft. You take away whatever production is going on. What is Seattle but Portland?
3: It I, says it says here that uh, Portland. I think their number one industry is the high tech component industry. It says here, mm-hmm. and, then, and then second is wood processing. Okay, which includes plywood, veneer, and particle board. And Oregon leads the states in lumber production. So those are real dudes. Back when they were, I mean, when they, I mean, l- lumberjacks are real dudes, you know. But yeah, I think all
0: three of them.
3: Yeah, right. You know, I mean, now and but now it's like Portland exists because of the greater achievements of the past.
0: Right. So now you got all these. I mean, I'm, I'm being serious about this. Like, you know, this is why I can in part enjoy the decline. I you you say what is the evolutionary end of the white race? And I I think Portland. I think like that's gay as fuck. <laughs> it's well, and not in a homosexual sense. I mean, in a pathetic sense.
1: I think. And so well, I, I have I, a theory on this, Aaron. The go series. ahead. Please. Like the, uh, you know, you're talking about um white people, you know, just to get a little philosophical and serious, I think what white people need to be under constant stress. And what happens in modernity when everything is so easy, wh- this is what happens to white people. I think I'm not I literally think we evolved to have like really harsh winners and, you know, always be on the verge of extinction from the elements. And when things get easy, that's what happens to white people. They
2: stand on escalators and look yep. at hairy yeah. armpit. and
1: the human. It's the human Calhoun mouse experiment. You <laughs> oh. know, well, you're, it, ta- you're talking
3: about the 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 Society of Mice. The old behavior. That, that was a great
1: experiment. Yeah. Yeah, and you want to you want to give the Cliff Notes version of that? Yeah,
2: I'm I'm big into the behavioral sink because I maybe you know you you, you got a hammer, everything looks like a nail, but I see this I see this everywhere. They did this experiment where they put mice in a you know limited size, but not a tiny enclosure. I think it was maybe one breeding pair or two. Anyway, it was a it was a certain number of mice. They gave them all the food they could eat. Like it was I think they called it mouse utopia. Like all the food you can okay. eat were no predators, we're just gonna let you breed. And for a while, the mo- the mouse population increased and increased and increased, and the mice were happy. But suddenly, at a certain point, with nothing to do and no stress and most important, there were so many of them that there was no social role for many of the mice. Like there like there were there were enough, you know, mice male mice who would have been alpha males in a normal size group, but because the group was so large they couldn't be alpha males, so they just went insane. Right. And the females started eating their young If they were having young because the mice stopped having sex, some mice quit having sex and just went into a corner and groomed themselves. They were called the beautiful ones like Mm -hmm. and then it just disintegrated into mouse hell and they were eating each other. And I think like they just started the population just started to die off. And I think they they might have even ended the experiment because it just got so gruesome.
1: Well they yeah, actually it, replicated a few times too. It wasn't a one off thing. They did it with rats as well. Yeah. And I think I think it literally does explain, you know, white people. I mean, when things are easy, you know, you get unlimited food, you know, like Clary would say, you know, living off our tax receipts, you know, nothing to worry about. You know, I, I would equate the groomers to the girls taking the selfies and not having sex. Mm, um, true. You, true. You know what I mean? And and also and yeah, and then the the other they stopped having sex and then also Another weird thing was actually, I'm not making this up. The male mouse actually started to become homosexuals.
3: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, it's a frightening, I, uh, anybody listening, if you, if you read it, it's frightening. It's like uh, zombie mice or something. I, I think they even called them that they're like a zombie apocalypse of mice. It just was, it was crazy. And they, they I thought, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm remembering correctly, but I thought they split into groups and the groups would war against each other. And it was crazy.
2: Yeah, my theory is that the internet is accelerating this process amongst humans because not only do we have all the food we need and shelter, but our social system, we're so plugged into this internet where it's hard to find a social niche because the, our like we no longer have small tribes. Our society is becoming 7 billion people or however many people are online people feel like they have no place like that guy who stole the airplane the other day
1: yeah that was in seattle (laughs)
2: of course of course he was a mouse apocalypse mouse because he (laughs) he couldn't he couldn't find a role probably couldn't find a girlfriend couldn't find a tribe went on the internet every day and was like oh there's seven billion people on the internet and i only got two retweets on my tweet you know that mouse cracked
1: right and now I, he's immortal. I mean, that, you know, no one's going to forget that mouse. That's true. <laughs> we'll forget him in time. I mean, did you see the flips he was doing? Holy crap. <laughs> Wait, was he doing uh, aerial acrobatics? Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Like they really? had Really? I, I, yeah, I, I'm actually a pilot. Well, a single engine uh, Cessna pilot. Um, but there's getting behind the wheel. It's not like in TV and stuff like that. I'm not sure how he did it. I mean, because I've flown, not, I never flown a commercial plane, but I've flown a Cessna and even just figuring that shit out was hard. How this guy flew a commercial plane. Um, I, I mean, just working the radios in those planes, understanding how to do it is not easy. Um, so like, you know, those like movies where like the pilot dies and, you know, Kurt Russell lands the plane by himself or something. Kurt no. Russell's
0: what? a fake. That guy's just a What? Fake. What? do you uses what? him as an image is also a fake. What? 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 What?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you Kirk, you 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 landed the plane in that movie, you, you know, whatever, the pilot died in her, but um,
3: executive decision, I think it was. Executive called, decision. Yeah. yeah, that was it.
1: Yeah. And but anyway, well, actually in fairness that character was was a uh training for his private pilot license but um
3: <laughs> that's a hilarious end sequence too where he's trying to land this huge plane it's just like alarms going off or no matter what he's doing
1: it's just yeah like, like yeah, like, what, yeah what, of, what am i doing now <laughs> well it's true like the thing, the thing about the, uh, the plane a lot of people don't realize it. there's a lot of things you have to worry about like you know stalling for example you know if, if, if you're, you're going too slow the plane will literally drop you know the um, I don't want to get into whole aerodynamics, you know, the four forces that act on an aircraft and everything, but it's a lot harder than you'd think. Oh, super chat!
0: Don't know. We're we're not worrying about that, John. Oh, okay. We'll okay. Oh, okay. that right. will Worry about yeah. it later. Right, I want right. you to continue your thought.
3: I will no, just say I, I, that the guy's name is Sky King. We'll say that he's got a nickname, Sky King. The the guy that did all the. work. that.
1: So yeah, no, but there was actually there was a pilot on. I saw a clip on Twitter where there was a pilot on talking about this guy saying, uh, this guy was a professional pilot, but he had never flown that specific model. It was like a, a, a twin turboprop plane or something. And he said, I wouldn't try to fly that plane because I'm not, you know, he, he, he flew some other type of plane. He goes, because I've never flown that model before, I wouldn't do this. So he goes, I have no idea how this guy was able to pull it off. I mean, he wasn't, obviously he, I don't know, we don't know if he crashed on purpose or or what, but I mean, it's pretty funny if you li- you should, Aaron, you should listen to the um, tape of him talking to the air traffic controller. It's pretty, That, funny.
0: that yeah, that'd take time.
1: I just want
0: well, to know, but I mean, get back to the original point. I don't, I don't think it has anything necessarily to do with this, you know, mouse cracking. It would happen to any race. I think perhaps whites are a little bit more advanced or we're a little bit further down the the mine shaft in the canary in the mine. Although you could argue the same with the black community given the amount of uh, government cheese they receive. Or you could even say, perhaps this is the closest approximation. Um, The uh, Indian community, American Indian, not uh, uh, East Indian, but the American Indian community where they just have, you go to the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. If you don't have a casino um here 's all the government money in the world, and it turns into this i wouldn 't say debauched, but unincentivized this pointless existence um where it just it just turns into nothing but we could say, my, my my parallels that i 'm drawing and it's a very dark and sad prediction for any group of people is if you have everything bought and paid for. Universal basic guaranteed income, free healthcare, free everything. Like you have free housing, everything is free. I'm not talking even necessarily a communist existence where no production exists and you're living at one third the American standards as the Soviet Union did. I'm talking an emotional and psychological pain and torture, uh, a hell, a veritable psychological hell that is witnessed or experienced and epitomized by a Pine Ridge Indian reservation, by a, uh, you know, Cabrini Green uh, in Chicago, which is no more, by a, in the white people's version of Portland, where, I mean, God Almighty, I mean, and, and Portland is even worse than Seattle. Seattle, you guys got needle programs. You got heroin programs. You guys got Uh, homeless people, I mean, I I was in Tacoma, I wasn't even in Seattle, Tacoma, there's encampments of homeless people, and you know they're not destitute, they have nice camping gear. I just wonder, what is the psychological toll? Because in the the, uh, mouse experiment, everything is bought and paid for, and in our modern-day human experiment, everything is bought and paid for. Nobody starves. Nobody really starves. I, I hate this feed the kids crap when I right. see it, like at a, at some kind of, you go to the grocery, oh, kids are hungry. The fuck they are, they're obese. But right. when you have all your material wants and needs satisfied, then there comes a psychological pain. And we, we can't speak for the mice, but I can only imagine the hell those mice went through with, like, why is there a thousand fucking mice in this, like, three by three foot cubicle thing? Um the torture, uh, a poor young black kid growing up in the 80s grew up in Cabrini Green. The delusion, a social justice warrior, as much as we hate him, let's just try and be a humanist for a second, put yourself in the mind of a women's studies major, a gender studies major, a sociology major who works for a nonprofit that never has enough money, who lives in Portland and can barely afford the rent because of housing restrictions and all these other things. It, it's that psychological toll uh, that I don't want to go anywhere near. Well, I don't, it's, so, I,
3: it's so comfortable that people are looking for conflict. It's like they invent conflict because they know there needs to be something to push up against for you to become better, that they just invent it. Instead so kind of, of like,
0: it, hurt, it, hurt so I know I exist. I cause myself pain so I know I exist. So I could well, feel it.
3: Yeah, it's just, I mean, you. Uh, if you are comfortable, I think you do look for, well, what's making me uncomfortable? And so when you're comfortable, what's making you uncomfortable is so slight, it's so trivial, it's so nothing that you'll seize it, and that's what they're doing. They're saying, well, this is it. yeah. So let's my ban sli-
0: straws. Let's ban straws, essentially. Yeah,
3: yeah. My, my slight, <laughs> my slight uh, um, difference in standard of living between this group and this this group or whatever, even though we're all comfortable... Mm. I mean that, so I need to fight against that because that that's that's the new fight because humans humans do want I think instinctively do want a fight they want something to push up against and fight against to give their life meaning but when you're comfortable and everything is hunky dory <laughs> so you're just going to invent shit
0: well and see that's the problem I think humanity faces is we've solved the vast majority of major problems aside from mortality you take mortality out of it we've solved poverty. I mean, by all means, we have. Nobody's living in a cave. Nobody's going starving. Obesity is a problem, for God's sake. Um, We've solved all these major problems, and you can see this especially amongst white people. And I don't know why the Asians haven't done it, because the Asians have higher standards of living. Um, They have higher IQs. They have higher income. So I don't know why they haven't, and maybe they do, but there is some specific about the white race where then we go on these, and I don't mean we, like including us, because we're way too damn smart, but we go on these crusades where the banning of the plastic straws is a perfect example. Uh, there's so many, and, and you're right, DT, where, where, where people try to seek out some kind of, I wouldn't say war or, or, or challenge, but there's got to be something else to do. They just can't sit and be happy. And so we get increasingly – as technology advances and we solve more and more problems, the, quote, crises, the problems we face – fucking Christ, global warming. My God, you want to talk about a fucking non-crisis right there? Uh, It's actually a benefit if it's true. (laughs) Well, right. People People starve in the cold. (laughs) Right, right. But um, there's a a psychopathy or the psychoticness, like an addiction to problems we have to solve. And so now Mackenzie and the fuck around gang, to quote Chris Beckloff, they go to uh, uh, Africa to put in a goddamn sewer system. They go to this this place to solve that problem. And we, oh my God, we got to ban straws. And it's psychotic. It's freaking psychotic because it goes against freedom. It's just like, leave people the fuck alone. But people can't, they can't, they can't leave it alone. They got to go fucking do some fucking thing. They got to ban this. They got to ban that. It's never, oh, I got to start. Look, we can all slam Elon Musk <clears throat> as much as we want. At least he's trying to do something. At least it's like why well, I like to like get a zero emissions kind of car going. Okay, that's a noble goal. I'll, I'll, I'll go with you on that. But these lazy, inept fucktards, the, the, the groomers uh, in the mice experiment, as Anne would say, they can't just sit still. They got to be these Portlandian fucks. Where they're always like, "Oh, my my coffee is green and organic." We're going to ban this. We're going to ban that, and to the point that it's dysfunctional. Where men, mice, male mice don't want to fuck anymore because there's just no standard incentive anymore. And so when I look at Portland and I look at where you know, this is why I say enjoy the decline. A lot of people are like, "Oh, America's still worth fighting for." It's like, no, it it really isn't. When you got 40% of the white people, and I'm not, I don't mean that in a racial sense, I mean that in a statistical sense. We got 40% of the majority of the population voting for basic outright socialism and worse, some kind of cultural Marxism with the, oh, we're going to apologize for this and we're going to apologize for that. We have privilege. That. Fuck it. It's over. It's freaking over.
3: As the happy nihilist, i got to bring it back to Nietzsche again. And he talks about, I mean, he predicted this way back when, 1890s, 1880s. He called them the last man or the last race. And, uh, and on Wikipedia here, it says, The last men are tired of life. They take no risks. risks. They seek only comfort and security. Mm-hmm. The lives of the last men are pacifist and comfortable. There is no longer a distinction between ruler and ruled strong over weak or supreme over the mediocre social conflict and challenges are minimized every individual lives equally and in superficial harmony there are no original or flourishing social trends and ideas individuality and creativity are suppressed and it, his his warning was that as a result of nihilism this is sort of the uh, the the logical result is is the last man that they're just kind of they're, they're like that mice i don't i don't think he predicted the mice experiment but he predicted that of like right prior prior to the, the the apocalypse of the mice experiment that you would just have this you would have this kind of i don't know pussified race of people this kind of the people that are just oh, i just want to be comfortable i just want to be Portland. secure. we're all equal you know, no war, no conflict, no nothing. We're just kind of, let's let's all just live in superficial harmony, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, and, the, the, and this is, and, and he predicted all this shit. I mean, and, and that's what's amazing about reading Nietzsche is that he really did see all this stuff that's happening right now.
0: Like 120 right. years ago?
1: Yeah, yeah. and he yeah. basically
3: said his ideas were for the next 200 years. He said he came a little too early, but this is what's going to happen. And I think he's totally right.
1: Nietzsche, actually, Aaron. You, you. I mean, I know you don't like to read, but ni- you, you read Nietzsche. I mean, he's kind of in tune with uh, a lot of what you say uh, or you think. I mean, I mean, he's he's really amazing. He's a genius.
2: But human beings are kind of problem-solving machines, and when all the real problems are solved, right? They kind of go nuts and start chewing on whatever they can find. Well, they, we <laughs>
0: create new ones that aren't really real problems.
2: Yeah. I mean I'm
0: I'm somewhat hypocritical in this regard because my, my life is frankly perfect. I have an easy job. I have uh, no debts. I mean it and it and it drives me nuts and so I try to channel my efforts towards productive measures. But not once. Not once did it ever occur to me to start moralizing or lecturing. That's what concerns me about the American or, or just the human psyche. It's like you know, we got all these we got we had um uh primary elections now and all these fucktards. I looked even on the Republican ticket, you know, because I'm voting Republican, even on the Republican ticket, you got these moral, social justice warrior crusader types. They are they BA in communications, BA in political science? It's like, why the fuck don't you go mind your own I mean? Why can't you just let it be? Why can't you just let it be? And that's that's what concerns me and maybe me it's inherent in human psychology. I guess it is because if you look at you know, how far California goes, and I don't necessarily mean left, but I mean in terms of banning this, banning that, what is the new crisis we could solve, putting in bike lanes, getting electric scooters. Uh, these people can't let it be. They just can't say we have the optimal amount of legislation and law They have to go way beyond that and always find something new. You know, the choo-choo trains, DT is fully aware of that because we live here in the same uh, community. There's no economic reason to have a choo-choo train. No. But by God, they're going to shove it down your throat because they have to do something. What's that
3: superficial harmony that that Nietzsche was talking about, right? That you just... We're all we're all living together in peace and harmony, riding the train and living in our you know little tiny apartments and.
0: But you know. but my my concern is not okay. I can understand we we achieve this nirvana, this equilibrium, this utopia, where we're all just chilled out and relax. The point Anne brought up is what really concerns me: is can humans just sit without problems? Can we go – and we talked about this last week um, about the difference between the social sciences and the physical sciences. The physical sciences, there's actual genuine new things to discover and achieve. The social sciences is everybody pursuing this white dragon of uh, non-attainability where we have – uh, equality in everything. And that's where I really get scared and concerned because it just seems like the humans are going to go and constantly want to find problems that don't exist for their own gratification and therefore infringe upon people's freedoms and individuality. That's my concern.
3: Back to Elon Musk. You know, the reason why he's tr- trying to push space exploration and colonizing you know the the solar system is that his whole idea and it's true is that if we can colonize the asteroid belt and mars and we can just we can push our 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 habitat that large and with that much um, material wealth and everything and we'll be able to expand to trillions of humans right which means there will be hundreds of einsteins and hundreds of what nietzsche would call uh ubermensch right the the people that that you know, like cool us, humanity. yeah, well, like us, right? Like, like us. Older brothers. Yeah, yeah, like
0: us guys. And, okay, and, yeah,
3: and so it's a math equation, and, and and the cynicism of that is just profound that trillions of human beings exist so that we could produce maybe a hundred ice Einsteins. I mean, that's the math that he's doing, and it's true, and it says something really bad about the rest of humanity, really.
0: <laughs> well, wait, wait, uh, y- you lost me. Um, I'm not necessarily against colonizing the planets, nor am I against necessarily having trillions of human beings. Uh, but what, what is the uh, selfishness or greed? You know, what's the sin in wanting to have trillions of humans so we can have a couple hundred Einsteins? Well, it's saying that the
3: value of our species is just in producing those truly gifted people that discover the secrets of the universe and and pull humanity forward. And that the rest of the humanity, the great unwashed, the herd, that's the only reason why they're there is for the probability. you know, you, you introduce more people into the sexual equation. You're going to, you're going to by chance, by probability, produce more of those great human beings. And so that's saying that, that trillions of people suffer and die and live so that you can you have the the slight chance of producing, you know, truly great people.
0: Well, see, but that's and this gets to where I am on the forefront, the vanguard of my current philosophy and philosophical thought. Most humans are a waste of time, right? You know, we, right. we talk. Anne wants to kill the escalator people. I'd be a little bit more fair. I'd be a little bit more meritocratic. You go after the oh, first. That's
2: just because you're an escalator person. Uh,
0: okay. Anyway. Not going to kill the Jews or the Escalator people or the blacks. Mine would be basically we cut all government funding. You starve, you starve. I don't care. It would be, it'd be going back to a hardcore Darwinism. Um, but let's be honest. So, so that,
2: that, that, what? That, that's, not, that's not so much a genocide as it is just pulling the plug.
0: Well, no, I, I don't. And see, that's why I had the correct answer. You guys were all wrong is you just let life determine who can live and who can die. I'm not going to pull the trigger on anybody. I frankly don't want to be a murderer. I really don't. Now, I'd love to kill communists because communists are parasites. They are. And there's nothing wrong with <laughs> wanting to kill it. But no, you, you can argue, you go, oh my God, they're just because it's a political fault. No, it's called parasitism. It's like a leech, it's like a tick, it's like a mosquito. You fucking kill it. I, right. that, I have no uh, harbors or reservations for communists. No, somebody breaks into your house in the middle of the night and
3: tries right, to steal they're your thieves. shit you so can
0: you can shoot them <laughs> well it's, it and it's it's just we can put whatever uh, euphemistic title on it they're thieves they're right, leeches yeah. they're they're stealers that's what they are uh but in the I, even then it's like i i really have kind of some reservations about killing people it's just you let life deal with it you take care of it but to speak to this ubermensch idealism of Elon Musk, and the, let's be very clear and honest. The vast majority, 99%, 99.9% of humans since the past 2 million years of human evolution that ever existed are irrelevant and pointless. Right. Quite irrelevant and pointless. And so I I would like to, as a human race, Yeah, that'd be great. We colonize the planets. We da 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 da. -da. I always ask to what end, and there is that would be his
3: end. That's what he's saying is his. The end is that you'd be able to support trillions of humans, which at any one time, then you'd have hundreds of Einsteins working on
0: even cooler shit. Okay, but what's the coolest shit? See, I mean, we can always evolve. If the universe is truly unlimited, then we can always go forth, which I'm totally for. And maybe that is the point of humanity is to truly explore and understand and codify to formulate and uh, record an infinite universe. And maybe that's the infinite parallel that humanity runs congruent with the universe and our existence.
2: I wish I could uh, remember who said this, but someone said that human beings are basically the universe looking at itself and thinking about yeah, it.
3: I've heard that too. Yeah.
0: Right. And maybe we're just here to record uh, the events and the activities. I would like to advance. I would like to achieve immortality, not for my personal sake. I would, I just, you know, in general, I think the human race should advance. And we should conquer the universe, and whatever that may mean. And you know what? There may – and maybe that's a a great gift that the God has given us that this is a truly infinite universe. And it will never be totally conquered. There will always be something new. But I'll tell you this. These fuckers in Portland are not the motherfuckers who are going to do it. No, they're not. (laughs) These these fucking dopey white asses who fucking do pot and major in fucking women's stuff, they're not going to do it. No, they're not. And and, and this gets back to one, the vast majority of humans are fucking worthless. And two, if the most, quote, advanced race on the planet, its end goal or its current, in its current environment, its end result is Portland, oh, for fuck's sake, the human race is over. Right. I mean, send the asteroid in now. It don't
3: matter. (laughs) Back to Matt Taylor. I mean, he's the guy that you want to support. Matt Taylor landing the satellite on the comet. Yeah. You know, and instead it's the people in Portland that criticize the guy for his shirt.
0: Right. And then <laughs> and then and then what percentage of the human population sides with the cunt that said, Oh, well, you have a, a sexist shirt instead of like, dude, he landed a sure. fucking satellite on a goddamn comet. You know, that's right. That's
1: well, what can you g- imagine the genius it took to do something like that, and the man ends up spending the rest of his life apologizing for the fucking shirt he wore at the press conference. Right. right.
0: Or what's, e- what's even worse? Let's think about this. With the people in Portland were in charge. If whites evolve and we continue to go down this road, he's arrested and put in fucking jail in a Stalinist uh, uh, gulag. So right. humanity is never going to keep up with this race of the ever expanding universe. Yeah. Somehow well, we need that. Yeah. Go ahead,
3: John.
1: Well, I think what's happening is that we're we're coming we're kind of on the precipice now, and you know you all are alluding to it that we are at this critical mass where and you're you're seeing this now where there's a polarization happening where there's no one in the middle anymore. You know, as far mm-hmm. as I don't just mean politics, but just as like you know worldview, um, everybody is just pulling to one side or the other, and you're getting this extremists on both both sides which i actually think is a good thing because i i enjoy conflict as you guys know so i i believe that and i i mean that in a philosophical term i believe that conflict brings out more noble qualities um you know because when things are easy you know life is boring life sucks and you get portland so i believe that we'll we'll experience a, a new coming conflict a new culling this is just another page in history so to speak and i believe you know there's going to be this real conflict coming where you're going to have the the portland people you know you got the like the portland and seattle people versus the people who live in the rural areas of oregon and washington state which jack donovan
0: alone could kick all their asses right there. (laughs) yeah jack donovan could take a whole neighborhood
1: (laughs) out by himself
0: (laughs) they never said which mice
3: were left over that's kind of what you're saying. Is that there had to be some <laughs> mice in that experiment that
0: were that remained and there were they Jack like, Donovan mice? All tattooed and badass motherfuckers. They were really cool mice. <laughs> and there are nice mice on top. Have You guys ever hear about Jack Donovan? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Well, I know you guys know of him, but people who have met him, he's like the most laid back, nicest guy you would ever meet. Oh, Of course. Yeah. Cuz he well, he's Jack Donovan. He's like freaking cooler than all of us. He's like
2: like pe- people who are that cool don't need to be assholes.
0: No, that's true. That's why I'm so insecure and so so inferior. That's why I'm such an
2: asshole. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, that's actually, a bird. actually that, that was not a that was not a personal burn. I had forgotten that you call yourself an asshole. <laughs> I was like, whoa, man.
0: <laughs> that was a good one. I, well, I, well, uh,
2: I I wish I'd done that on purpose. That was pretty good.
0: I I didn't take offense. I am perfectly all right. I know I am not the Jack Donovan tatted up mouse. That's at the, end. <laughs> could you just see the Jack Donovan mice smoking a cigarette? Like with his fucking squinty eyes. Like, yeah, fuck you motherfucker. And then he's like, see, that's the problem that Jack's got a face is, uh, he's gay. Uh, but he'd be the last man standing. Quite literally, I mean, he'd, he'd be like, and then he's like, "God damn, I got to have sex with a woman to procreate right. the race." <laughs> that's, that's a quandary. Jack's got a face. It's like, shit. Look at, all this great, look at all this great genetic material I got. I'm like the perfect Uber man, and and I just like dick. And um, <sighs> I'm the last guy alive, and I am the perfect last guy alive. And uh, to repopulate the race, I got to stick my penis in a vagina. Ooh, gross. <laughs>
3: Oh, got to do what you got to do, I guess.
1: Well, especially considering Jack lives in you know near Portland, so look at the women that he'd have to. St- well, maybe it'd be easier for Jack because a lot of these women kind of look like men. They're, so lie know. back,
2: lie back, and think of England, Jack.
1: <laughs> you know, I, was, I mean, you dress these girls up as like sailors, and Jack could go to town on them. You know.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, I was. I keep intending to visit the guy, and I just. Don't get the time because you got to go down to Portland and cut over. What are you doing, John?
1: I'm sorry, I was just getting a glass of water.
0: <sighs> anyway, um, I've always meant, I've intended to visit Jack, and uh, want to go down there. And people are like, are you sure he's got weird shit going on? I'm like, they yeah, may be fine. Yeah. And uh, but I am kind of curious to see what his encampment looks like because you know he's he posts pictures occasionally that he's got like the the chicken roost and everything like that. And, and the, the dude, of
1: Finland, right?
0: Well, yeah, but then the dude only gets more jacked, Like the more, the most recent picks. it's like it can jack it any more ripped, and apparently it can. I'm just like, god damn, man! Like that's that guy is. You want to talk about discipline? You know, like uh, I'm not. I don't want to look ripped. Oh, I do want to look ripped, but I'm not willing to put that effort into it. But well, I,
1: in fairness, Jack Diesel's up, man. I mean, the guy juices seriously. So does he? Yeah, everybody dude, everybody who's everybody who's built is, is fucking juicing. You think so? anyone, Everybody everybody's over 40 is, yeah.
0: You think Jack actually I don't know, I think maybe he's the legit deal. I mean he's always been that rip. No, but, not,
1: there's nothing wrong with doing it. I mean, you're just <clears throat> that's just the you know, I mean, I, I everybody's doing it.
0: I just hope to look decent, you know. Like I, I can bench press my own weight, I can run six miles, blah, 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 and I, I look okay naked. But then you look at that guy. And I always got a kick out of like all these girls, like we have image issues, all these girls that look like, Uh, you know, we, Hey, we can't look like the, the touched up models on playboy as if like, we never had, you know, Rambo or Sylvester Stallone or uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger thrown in our face when we are, you know, like, you know, teenage boys in the eighties. And I just, and we never really felt insecure about it, but man, you just look at Jack down, like, God damn it. I, Shit.
1: <laughs> well, I, I kind of have a little bit of criticism of, well, not of Jack personally. Um, I, I don't really know him personally. I never really had a one-on-one conversation with him. I've been in, like, group chats with him. But I, a lot of that is, like, you'll, you'll notice this about homosexuals is – is and and the guy who wrote uh, – what's that author he wrote, Pushing Rubber Downhill? Pig.
0: Adam Piggott, good friend of mine.
1: Yeah. yeah. Adam Piggott talked about this, and he had an interesting column about homosexual men is – they get obsessed with beauty in their own. It, it becomes a form of masturbation where they, you know, like the amount of time someone like Jack Donovan spends in, you know, working out, going to the gym, you know, injecting t- t- testosterone into his thigh. Um, a lot of that is because male sexuality is all about, you know, there's nothing else to it because there's no, there's no procreating, there's no nothing like that. So it's it's a form of self obsession.
0: So there's like no goal or achievement, so there's always room to improve is what you're saying
1: um not necessarily imp- imp- well I guess it would be like improving like for for what's sake i mean it, it's kind of like there there's an obsession with uh you know male male looks because it's you know i mean if you're a homosexual, it's almost like jerking off to your own your own you know reflection
3: yeah, you're Don't- saying narcissism basically.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, a it's form about, of it's a, it's a very specific form of uh, like sexual narcissism hedonism. So it, it's because there's nothing else in life except your you know, this is this is something that's part of the homosexual community. They're extremely hedonistic, if you notice, and, and they're because there's no there's no higher goal than, you know, your cummies.
3: Well and there's no real consequence either, because there's no child that results. Right. It's it's you know, the only, I mean, the AIDS is what the first consequence really, right. For for the gay community where where you, whoa, shit, you gotta be fucking careful or you might get AIDS. And, and that's was the first, you know, other than the social stuff and people fucking killing these people because they're gay in the past. But um, as far as, you know, actual physical, like life changing um, AIDS is it really. I mean, for heterosexuals it's you constantly got to be worried if you can you know, support a child that results so
1: yeah like there's a consequence to like like sexuality has another component to it other than just getting off where right you know, for, for homosexuality there there never is that point also the male sexuality has to be tempered by uh female let's say deference prudence so, and yeah a prudence and boringness. <laughs> well if, if it's just men i mean you know men are gonna be fucking like crazy you know right. and, and <laughs> well that there, was there the nazis be- right
3: weren't the brown shirts just fucking each other all the time i mean that was sort of their their deal was that they they believed in the whole spartan Thing. No,
1: I mean, well, not, that's kind of bullshit. The reason the brown there's, shirts came about was actually to fight the communists, this is and it's, I think we're, there's a lot, there's parallels you could make to warmer Germany in the U.S. right now. And I don't mean it like, oh, because we're turning into Nazis, but a lot of people don't realize one of the consequences if, if Hitler had never come around, because oh, wouldn't it be great? If Hitler had never come around, you know what would have happened? Spain would have went communist first. Well, no, Germany would have went communist because yeah. the. Uh, there was only two, par- I mean, basically got down, there was like 35 parties in, in Weimar, Germany. It was ridiculous. And the two major parties were communism and uh, the uh, National Socialist German Workers Party.
3: Yeah, and they weren't even majorities, right? Yeah.
1: That, well, there was 35 parties, so you never could really, I right. mean, it's like Europe today, there's never one party, with, they, they formed these coalition governments.
3: Yeah, that's right. And
1: so it was the same thing that And basically what happened, the brown shirts came about, a lot of people know this, is because the communists used to go in and beat the shit out of everybody who was having kind of like what they do now, like the Antifa crowd. I mean, that's what that, that, right. that, that harkens back to, to Spain. Uh, the, you know, the, the pre Franco Spain. Um, I
3: agree with that, but they like to fuck each other too. Right. I mean, well, no, what happened was deal.
1: Rom, who was a <laughs> world war one vet, uh, a lot of the brown shirts were made up of world war. I. He was a homosexual and he was head of, uh, of course, Hitler had him killed. Yeah. Um, but he was a homosexual. He was a degenerate. Hitler couldn't stand degeneracy. And, and one of the reasons Hitler hated degeneracy so much was because what happened to Germany after the war, because, you know, their economy collapsed, everything like this. You, you, Germany, you know, Berlin is where you went to if you wanted to see, you know, a 12 year old boy get fucked by a donkey. That was where you went to. And people were so poor and so desperate Gross. for, you know, for a nickel. That's what you could do. And
3: Yeah, during the hyperinflation. Yeah,
1: right. And uh, well, not just yeah, all of it. I mean, there was there was. I mean, one of the reasons the hyperinflation happened was because the uh, economy. But the the economy was fucked even before the hyperinflation. But that's that's what happened. And not to get in this whole long history spiel here, but basically you have a polarization happening. It's kind of the human condition. You're going to have the, you know. I mean, I mean, before the war broke out, Germany was you know, considered a Mecca, like from what it, you know, after losing World War One, yep. where it were completely devastated. There was actually a book written by an American who went to the Berlin Olympics in 36, and it was called Look to Germany, because the United States was in the throes of the Great Depression, and they saw that Germans came out of it, and they said, holy fuck, these people got it together.
3: Right.
1: And because everybody was, at work, everybody was, productive everybody you know there was it was like the antithesis of portland there's a reason why
3: he was the man of the year hitler was the man of the year right on time Time magazine yeah
1: i have. mean sorry go ahead but so that is um i think i think there's a lot of parallels you know history doesn't repeat but it does rhyme and there's a lot of parallels with that now where, where you're seeing outright communists Winning primaries, like Aaron was just talking about the primaries. Who is that? Who's that really? And not only is she a communist, <laughs> socialist, but she's a fucking moron.
3: Eyeballs and teeth.
1: Eyeballs, That's what and, I teeth. Call her. Eyeballs and teeth. Rich girl from uh, yeah, from
0: whatever part of New York it was.
3: Uh, yes, Acacia was. Cortez, I think is her name.
1: And she's ugly. I mean she has nothing going for her except that she's a communist. I mean, she's ugly, she's stupid, and she's a communist and she but that's why she but because she's a communist oh yeah they, they voted for her and despite the fact that the guy she beat like a long time incumbent and these guys are almost impossible to dislodge once they've been in office for everything because they have the political machine behind them and she beat the guy i mean that, that's how far we, we that's how much we're polarizing
3: right she well, is getting, sort of cute for a leftist though i would say that i no. mean for, for somebody on the left She's sort of cute, just because she's young. Yeah,
0: I guess if I had to fuck somebody with Down syndrome, sure, I guess that's the hottest person missing a chromosome.
1: Sure. I wouldn't fuck her with Ann's dick. No! <laughs> oh.
2: I don't know if I can even find that. It's somewhere under the bed. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I can lend it to you if you ever meet her.
1: No, I, I, w- I wouldn't, <laughs>
0: I I did want to because we tangented a little bit, but I did want to bring this back um, because it did address the issue of unlimited resources and having no restrictions. And I wonder if humankind can be without, you know, if we have unlimited resources, unlimited restrictions, we'll we'll find something and people with blue eyes will fight people with brown. I mean, we will find a reason to fight. Um, but I wonder if humans don't need some kind of limitations and you hit on it, John, when you're talking about the gay community, my best friend is gay and I've, I've been in many gay clubs and you are right where if you have men, gay or not, men like to have sex, women don't like to have sex. Hey. I know they do. I know. I know. Anne, don't don't go leftist on me.
2: <laughs> no, women, I'm, I'm 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 just saying. Unfortunately, that's true for most of them. But I'm a fruitcake.
0: Most women do not like sex as much as men, and I think there's a balance there. I think that is designed by purpose because if women wanted to have sex as much as men, we'd have overpopulation and we'd die right. uh, from overpopulation. So I think there's a balance there. I'm not happy about that fact.
1: Plus, we never leave the bedroom. But, um,
0: yeah, we just we'd all be like just like hey, I, you know. but anyway, but uh, in a uh, a cross section, a small cross section of uh, humanity, there is an instance where you have men who are gay, but they're still men, and they like to have sex, and there is no cost or consequence technically, uh, where these guys are just banging each other left or right. But then inevitably, life throws a screwball at you. And now you got to deal with STD and, uh, STDs and AIDS. And I'm wondering as we approach, you know, we could talk about the roboticized economy, and we could talk about unlimited production. I don't think humanity is going to be able to survive it where we don't have problems. We are always going to find a reason to fight. Uh, to strive and unfortunately once we conquer the universe once we conquer reality we're going to turn in on ourselves mm-hmm. and start destroying one another because well you got blue eyes and you got brown eyes you got that color skin you got that color skin you're a female i'm a male and, and some of this is already happening uh to a certain extent because our the vast majority of problems have been solved and the, and now now the problems are so petty but the gay community is a very interesting – I always like looking at different groups of people as canaries in the mine. I look at the black community in terms of socialism. Like what, what can non-black people expect to happen when we in, implement a full government uh, system uh, or, or, or a, a father figure? I mean the government takes care of everything. Look to the black community. What would a, a – a, uh, Female utopia, a female theocracy look like? Well, we can look at feminism. And if you have unlimited resources and unlimited and no cost or consequences, you look at the gay community. Where I envy them, frankly, it's like, wow, dude, you got a bunch of people that you want to fuck, and they want to fuck you too. Holy shit, that's awesome. That's great. There's always something. There's some natural limitation. It may not be STDs or AIDS, but there's always some natural limitation that comes in and stops you. And then I this speaks nothing of the psychological consequences and ramifications uh, that people within the gay or, or homosexual community face. Where you know what's a life of just. Getting blown by the dumpster at gay nightclubs every night. I mean, that sounds fun to a twenty-year-old, but what does that do to you as a forty or a fifty-year-old down the road?
2: Man, I got a I got a gay friend who I feel so bad for him. He's a true romantic. He doesn't want to have like nameless, faceless sex. Like he wants to have a husband. Like he do, and he doesn't want to start it casually. Like he falls in love with guys and he courts them. And this just terrifies them. Like he can't even get laid because he's a romantic and he wants to have like a traditional relationship. I feel so bad for the guy.
0: And he's what? 50. Something
2: you said. Yeah. He's like, he's, he's old. He's a couple years older than I am. Yeah.
0: Something yeah. like that. I got, I got my buddy Khan, and <clears throat> you, you, um, I've known him for over 25 years. So we were in our twenties when we first met and, um, you go out and you go to the gay nightclubs. Everybody's having a good old time, blah, 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 blah. But then you don't – when that's over, when that ends and, and the nightclub closes, you don't see the the poor gay guy or the lesbian woman going home back to their apartment. And my buddy Khan, who's the greatest – I mean any gay guys out there looking for a great guy, a little eccentric, uh, but a great guy, he can't find – uh, a guy, In part because I know they try to promote that, you know, the homosexual, the alternative lifestyle is like, oh, they're practically half the population. No, they're not. They're very small. and You're talking two, maybe 3% of the population. And he's too old now to be going to these nightclubs like, hey, oh, my goodness. Hello. You know, that's that's even a smaller fraction, although a very vocal fraction of the gay community. And he just wants to find a guy to settle down. With, and he can't. He can't because they're just not out there and that community is more geared towards, I don't want to say hedonism, but living in the moment, not necessarily long-term relationships.
1: Well, they're um, also obsessed with, with, that, with youth, and that's why you'll have these gay men like Jack Donovan. I don't, I don't want to try to pick on him, but just because we all know who he is and he's gay, where he's obsessed with looking young and, and his, his physical appearance because that's all its what it's about. Like, There's no, there's no cycle of life if you're gay, you know, where, you know, you go, you know, you, the, the seasons, you know, where you get married and you have kids and then you, then you life becomes about them. And I know a lot of us, you know, here don't have kids, but um, you know, I don't, at least not that I know of and doesn't and's an actually anti-natalist. Aaron, you don't have kids. Nope. A lot I of do. them. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Good for you. Um, but there, there is no, and I, I, I think, us, you know, not having kids. A lot of that is because I think, to some extent, we are a little bit um hedonistic and overly self-involved.
0: I, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you. That's a minor reason we don't have kids. But I guarantee you, me and Anne, and the vast majority of Gen Xers who are now should have been fathers or mothers by now. The reason we didn't have it is because we could barely support ourselves. Yeah, I think that's that's the vast majority of the reason. And Looking. I mean, and again, I'm not saying this kiss everybody's ass, but we're smarter than the average bear. We look at what's happening in the world. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm not. And that's our childhoods. were not exactly the greatest. I mean, there's damn good reasons, legitimate reasons we don't have kids. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But that that does not. uh, That's an aside where within the gay community, all you have is sex. Maybe you could adopt. I understand that you you adopt a kid, and and, and that's good and noble. Um, But you're not going to ever have your own kid uh, between two guys or two gals.
3: Well, the gals could have a kid. Yeah, but not between themselves, not a a biological. Right, Right. but but they could each have (laughs) uh, half, you know, you know, half of what's theirs, I guess, basically. Yeah, and, fuck, I lesbians know. are a little different than, I mean, gay men. They would have to find a surrogate or sure. Or, you but know, no, a,
1: but this harkens back to what we, the, like, gay women. One of the problems they have, they have the opposite thing that happens. There's something the expression called lesbian bed death, where because you know you were talking about men want to have sex more than women. Well, uh, eventually among lesbian couples, they stop fucking each other because well, they're women. Yes, so <laughs> yeah. it's the opposite of men who are you know constantly you know like bathhouse sex, and then for women it's like you know maybe at first they're you know scissoring each other, but then after a while they're like, yeah.
0: that's like light a candle, drink some wine, pet a cat.
3: <laughs> I think what you guys are talking about though is just structure of of some of there being a point to to the your life basically that that life traditionally has had a structure, you know, you've got this kind of genetic imperative that you, that you want to continue your genes and then everything's based around making sure that, that your genetic material continues on to the future and is able to reproduce as well. I mean, that's what families are. And, and with, without that, what, what is the point? What is the structure? What is, you know, it, it, is it just hedonism? Is it just this last man thing that we were talking about earlier where you're just avoiding conflict and and trying to be comfortable and secure and all oh, we're living in harmony and all this kind of stuff where if you're reproducing, you want to make sure that your your uh progeny kick ass in the future I mean that's what you what you really want is you want a future where they're able to succeed and thrive and and do great things and if we're not doing that how do we it's It's a very interesting, I think John's right, where we are on this kind of it's kind of a crossroads. It's kind of a decision point. It's kind of, i I characterize it as you know, are we gonna decide to evolve? Are we gonna take the next step of evolution? or are we gonna still are we still gonna rely on the 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 sexual drive being our evolutionary force? or now that we're all comfortable, are we gonna find something different to push us further? Than just our need to basically continue our genes.
0: Well, let me um, ask you this: I mean, you know, Anne kills her mates, so she's not going to have kids. John, uh, he, he made damn sure. Me, I again, I I insist on providing a better life for uh, whatever theoretical children I would have than myself, and I can't provide or guarantee that. Why'd you have kids? I mean, you're no dummy. You're Who, not uno- yeah yeah you 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 are not unaware of the risk of the future. Why did you have kids?
3: I don't think I mean for most people there isn't a why. It just it just it. I think Oops. for most people it's what you're supposed to do. You know you're supposed to get married. You're supposed to have a family.
0: Yeah, but I don't, and, I don't believe that you, you did Canada. that. You're not you're not the supposed to guy. You probably <laughs> thought this through a little bit more than the average bear. Well, I mean
3: I I I'm. I'm fairly su- successful. I'm fairly smart. Um, I knew that we could, I mean, we waited to, to have kids to make sure that we could take care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that, you know, okay, yeah, we definitely can do this aspect to it. But I mean, a, a human history is having kids. I mean, so it's sort of, I mean, to say it's a choice, I don't necessarily know that that, uh, I mean, it, f- for since forever, we've had kids. I mean, that's why we're all here is because somebody decided to have us, whether that yeah, was without, a without our,
0: without not. our opinion or voice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, you know, um, it's just what humans do. And, and uh, I think the interesting thing is now is that it is a choice. And so what does that mean? I mean, that's why there's demographic problems in countries that are, are rich is because you do have that choice of, well, can I take care of this kid? Yeah, and so that's why white people aren't having kids. I mean, prosperous countries, they have demographic problems. They kill their kids through abortion or whatever, and then that's the excuse for, oh, we need more immigrants, we need more people, because we we need this demographic problem that we've created by our own choices. Now we're going to you know fix it by bringing in other people.
0: That that's productive. That's idea. Yeah. No, I don't know. No. So well, I mean, I'm, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it. I just, I was just curious why you decided to have kids. Cause again, you're no dummy. Uh, you're quite philosophical. Um, well, I mean, and
3: life to me, I mean, I got married. Um, and at some point it gets kind of boring too. It's like, it's like you do need a new challenge and having children, Shit. I mean, I, I, I'm an engineer and, and raising kids is a lot more fucking
0: hard than engineering. I mean, it just is. It's <laughs> a totally different kids. equation. I've, I've met Bert and Ernie and they're they're charming. <laughs> they're wonderfully behaved. You got good kids. I can only imagine if you had hellions to raise. What well, you had and
3: we, had, we had problems. I mean, we had health problems with the, our first child. I mean, she was born three months premature. She was only a pound. Uh, people have listened to me on my podcast. I've kind of detailed all the issues that she's had. So, you know, in wanting to have a new challenge, that was not what I really wanted, but that's what I was given. And, um, and we succeeded and we overcame that. And, and it is probably one of the best things I've ever done in my life is, uh, as she's still breathing and she's still a great kid and she's, and she's doing great when she started out in this world, you know, basically struggling to survive. Right. So, um, but I think for me, that was it. I life does get stale. I mean, it's, it, John was talking about, yeah, we do need this conflict. We do need something to overcome. And if you're just waking up every day to go to work and, you know, I mean, what's the point? I mean, they they're, so kids do uh, raising a family and doing it well is a challenge. I think a lot of people do not um, rise to the challenge. Uh, and that's too bad. That's unfortunate. Because it is the it is the coolest thing you'll ever do. Because well, it's you. You're basically you're basically um, um, raising another human. You are creating another human. Every decision that you make in your parenting is creating who that person is going to be. You are building a human
0: being. Well, and, that's that's, and right. that's amazing. I, I really respect you because I you know you and I know each other personally. We live not too far away from one another, and I've seen your family. Uh, you spend time with your kids. You actually raise your kids. And again, let's get back to white people Portlandia. If this is the, the inevitable outcome where you outsource your kids to daycare and you can't wait till they get to school, um, that's horrible.
3: Just horrible.
0: Right. I mean, I think it's child abuse where you're like, I'm gonna ship my kids off to, to daycare and I, I can't wait to 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 ship them off to school because then that way no, I mean and then I gotta I, I think women are, are just Evil, I may be unconscious, but I, I find it despicable that women um, put their careers ahead of their children. And I'm not, you know, me, I'm very libertarian where when it comes to like, yeah, you should be able to do whatever you want. But by God, if you have kids, somebody ought to stay home and raise them. And you did. And you yeah. did. And that's, yeah. that's why your kids, I, I almost guarantee you, that's why your kids are so well behaved. And well, I think I'm pretty freaking cool, which which is an indication of good rearing, very <laughs> good.
2: Oh God, Aaron, you don't want to hear the worst thing I've heard this week.
0: I do because it's going to make me angry, and then it's going to make me hate people even more than I do right now. Have so, to do it, kids. Well,
2: here you go. Strap yourself in. Buckle in. Are you ready? I'm ready. There's a trend where single mothers who can't get daycare when they go to work. Are drugging their kids to sleep? Oh my god! What? So that they'll be in a stupor and they can Ugh. leave them alone unsupervised and go to work? Like with what? Sleeping pills or yeah. something? Oh Jesus Christ!
3: Well, that's that's. I mean, that's basically what devices are. Parents that allow their kids to be on these devices yeah. and have these devices babysit them is bad enough, but actually drugging them <laughs> not yeah. using the brain chemistry that results from using the device but actually injecting into their brain some kind of chemistry that yeah. uh, that creates the same effect that's just
0: fucking evil <laughs> what
2: and, and it makes I, you wonder I, why do they even have these kids
0: well that's why i was gonna say you said single mothers and, and i was gonna ask is it stupid of me to ask where the father was or is that just who knows is it chicago or is what this is just
2: nationwide it's nationwide. It was it was a, it was a general piece. I don't know how widespread the thing is, but they had at least a couple of examples of mothers who were just like, yeah, I don't I don't have a husband. I uh, need to have a job. I mean,
1: uh, I, just- I wonder about this study. There. I, cause, I mean, I, most single mothers, I mean, you know, they're all welfare queens. So I, I'm guessing that I'm wondering how many of them I think more likely that they're drugging their kids so they can go off and get their fuck on. And,
3: and dates. Right? Yep. Yep. I would agree with that, John.
2: Well, at, I, least, at least that would make some kind of practical sense. Like, like okay, I had the kids so that I can get a welfare check. But if you're having a kid and not even getting a welfare check out of it, you just had it so that you have to drug it so you can go to your job. Wh- I, I don't understand the incentive or why you I, um brought I this- hate
0: I hate to sound so <laughs> crass and simplistic, but I think Tom Likas, and if none of you... I've heard of Tom Likas. I strongly recommend you tune in, Tom Likas. I think Tom Likas said it best. For men, getting off is like taking a piss. And for women, having a kid is like taking a dump. (laughs) And and, and I think it's genetic. I think it's biological. I don't think they think through it. I don't think the vast majority of women or men, for that matter, really take the time to put themselves – into the situation of their children and understand the altruism that is required to raise that child and the selflessness. Like this is another human being. I don't, I I really think the vast majority of mothers and fathers today view their children as furniture or a car or an SUV. And they don't take the fucking time to actually raise that damn kid. They think it's a, it's a material object like my, my camcorder right here or my coffee mug right here or my sulfur right here. It doesn't have a soul. It doesn't have sentience. It doesn't have emotions or feelings. It's, it's it's the most greedy. And this is why I loathe the baby boomers. And I think God has created a whole new realm of hell just for the baby boomers and people <laughs> who talk in the theater. Um, the 10th level, a uh, good Firefly reference there. But, thank you. Uh,
3: the 10th level of hell. Is, is there nine levels of hell? So there would be a 10th? This would the be a
0: 13th. i just... <laughs> you know, and and you guys know me. I'm no, I'm no great saint. But my God, how you can take an innocent kid and drug it, or use it for a welfare check, or as as we talked two, three, four episodes ago, lord, your HUD. Uh, Section 8 housing over your son who wants to join the military, and if he goes join the military and you don't have another dependent on you, then you lose your HUD allowance. Right. Um. The, the despicability... And this this trans, transcends races. Uh, I'd even say that uh, uh, a lot of the professional white and Asian women are especially guilty of this, where their career matters more than anything else, including their husband and their own goddamn kids. And um. that... And I could see it. I could see it. And I don't. I almost would guarantee, as you pointed out, Anne or John, you said, "Well, wait, don't they get a welfare check?" No, these aren't women who could. They got to go to work, so they're obviously working. And then they drug their kids up with with sleeping pills. Yeah.
2: And again, you know,
0: enjoy the decline.
2: (laughs) I just, you know, enjoy the
0: decline.
2: Sorry, I'm. 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 I'm kind of convinced there's a Dunning Kruger effect that applies to reproduction.
1: Like, like, remind what, me just what that means. I recognize
3: the term, but what does that mean?
1: Smarter um, than you think you are.
2: Well, people who are idiots think they're smart, and people who are smart think they're idiots.
3: Right, yep.
2: Okay. So and, and this this the more the more you think about this concept, the more it applies. Like the ugliest people think they're hideous. The prettiest girls are always like, Oh, I have a mall. And the people who make the worst parents are the ones who don't think twice about it and are just like, well, of course there should be another me. Why not? I'm going to have five of
0: them. <laughs> so you've been to Wyoming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the people who actually think it through, I mean, I've, I've heard Gavin McInnes talking about this, and, and Aaron, you and I are... Just typical examples of Gavin McInnes talking about his Gen X friends who don't have kids because their parents kind of fucked them up and they had a difficult childhood and they didn't make quite enough money. So they they didn't
0: they didn't kind of fucked up. They majored in fucking doctorates and specialists (laughs) in fucking up and then they wrote the book on fucking up.
2: Yeah, well that 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 was a litote, but um
0: made a whole new category called fucking up and my parents got the gold medal in it well maybe not the gold but the silver
2: uh, well anyway they 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 fucked up massively so so people who have that happen in their life and they're thoughtful are gonna go well i don't really trust myself with kids so i'm not gonna have kids and then they don't have kids but then the people who also had fucked up parents but are stupid just yeah,
0: bring who- kids into the exact same hell not yeah. knowing. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, but this I'm is, law no, law I, law. I
1: gotta, I gotta agree with Dan on that. I mean, if I'm really honest, one of the reasons I, I didn't get, or even get married for that matter was cause I was terrified of fucking up. Hmm. Um, you know, cause my, you know, my parents did win the gold. Um, as far as that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I talk about dysfunctional people, but um, so I, I, a lot of that was, was really just fear. I was like, I don't want to, Bring a kid. I mean, I'm fucked up enough. I mean, I don't want you know do that to another human being. That's that's cruel. Yeah, we have
3: we have that choice now. I mean, that's what's different. I mean, this is only in the last 100 years. We're still the whole birth control thing. Um, this is this is very recent. We don't. I think we're starting to understand how it's impacted society. And yeah, the responsible people now they have the choice of whether to reproduce or not. In the past, I mean, you didn't really have a choice. I mean, you would mess. I mean, no matter how careful you are, if you don't have contraception, Long you're jobs. gonna you're gonna fuck somebody, and a kid is gonna Kitty resolve jobs. eventually, right? I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I mean, that's uh, people in, in the past. I'm sure people felt the same way. Like, holy shit, I can't bring it.
0: I can't bring somebody into this world. But
3: it just happens, right? It just, it
0: just well, happens. Well, that's, that's because- in the olden days. What, what I think yeah. John was alluding to, and I, I hate to sound so dark and macabre, and I'm sure Beckloff and Matt Forney go, oh, you're just so pessimistic, Gen Xer. It's like, yes, because I don't live at home. Ow! Ow, shit! <laughs> Ow. Love you, Chris. Love you. Just got to bust your balls. Um, but John is 100% right. Um, if I look back... And one of the main reasons I never wanted to have kids, aside from it being genetically beat out of me, like the, I, the idea of having kids disgusts me. It, it's because it threatens my individual life. Like I can't eat. Um, there's also when I look back in hindsight at my life, even though I, you know, relatively successful, I look at it and am like, God, was I a fucking mess? Was I a fucking mess? And you don't realize you're a fucking mess. Until you're older and you still are a fucking mess in ways you have yet to determine. And so I'm sure when I'm 60, I'm going to look back when I was like, oh, God, when four, I was 43, I was a fucking mess. And you almost pass on a virus or a disease having another kid. If you bring in and, and some people I would just say are cursed or diseased. And if you're really smart and honorable, you just say, you know what? It ends here. The disease ends at this genetic line. This is a dead branch of the tree. It ain't going to go nowhere else. Um, I've always had the offer out there that if a woman wants to take my seed, she can for $15 million. And a huge legal waiver that says you ain't coming out. And that's after tax, by the way, ladies. So if you want a little Aaron Clary running around, you could fork over $15 million after tax and sign a huge legal waiver. Um, but you just, yeah, you, I think and John, me, many, many, many other Gen Xers who are the latchkey kids, we are not fit to be parents. We're hey, just, air, just air not. Enough, fit.
3: What's, the, what's the other little uh, life philosophy? that you like to live by though. I just want to be a little contrarian here. Right, can you know, I just the only... Enjoy the decline. No, no, not that, not that. What hang on, hang on, man,
0: hang on, man. Uh, uh, you what what you lead me to. You like to say this.
3: You like to say this. And
0: this is Humans the... are the most important thing in life. No, that's that's one of them, but okay, what's, what's the enemy one? of the good again? The enemy of good is perfect. Yep. So that yeah, be the only, you know, that's, that's my little retort would okay, be, all right, no all right. one's ever, no
3: one's ever perfect. No
0: one's ever really I, ready. Uh, I understand that. But, the, but, and I, I would, I would bet you John and Anne have the exact same thing. I'll bet. Now let, let me lay this down to you. I think early on, uh, I'm not, I'm a big believer in genetics. I'm also a big believer in epigenetics that your genetics yep. change as you live. And not on the scales of millions of years. And we evolved to grow fins or whatever, but in your lifetime, you can have drastic genetic changes. And if you are brought up in a poor and unstable household, a broken family, um, if you're smart, the concept of having another kid is genetically repul—it's It's repulsive to you on a genetic level. So, Every bit of logic, philosophy, history, everything I know points to you should go have kids. I understand that. I understand that's why I'm bored. I understand that's why I have all this energy. I understand that this should have been dedicated towards having a kid. But when you ask me in my heart of heart, the souls of souls, hey, do you want to have kids? It repulses me because that was beat out of me as a very young child. And it's not, I mean, you can add on to it. I don't want the kid to grow up in this environment. I don't want the kid to grow up in an anti-white. I presume I would uh, have child with a a white woman. Um, There's all those logical explanations. But I think sometimes environments are so toxic and vile uh, that it can actually purge your 2 million years of human evolution, genetically engineered, hardwired desire to have, it can purge that from you. I I can see that. And I, I can, think John has it. I think uh, uh, Anne has it. I think many Gen Xers have it as well. I, I, I'd be curious to hear their thoughts. Back, back to the space
3: thing, just to just in a, in, um that's totally true. The epigenetics thing, uh, environment can influence your genetics. The astronauts that go into space, I think the, the, they, they had the twins, the one uh, went up. So they have the same genetic material. The one went up into space and, and lived on the space station. The mm-hmm. other one stayed on Earth. And the guy up in the space station, I think in in like the one or two years that he lived there, his genetics changed like ten percent. So yeah. the idea that your environment can influence your genetics is one hundred percent proven and true.
1: Yeah, and you yeah. and you were going to say something.
2: I've I've I just I was kind of interrupting Aaron to tell him how right he was. I'm just sitting here like nodding my head so hard I'm actually banging it on the table. <laughs>
0: Are you, are you thrashing out to some Rammstein?
2: <laughs> yeah, I've 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 never heard anyone describe it that well. I yeah, after a few years of just hell. Yeah, hell. I was a teenage girl and I would see babies and I would get physically ill. Hmm. Like everyone else would be like, "Oh, a baby. I can't wait to have a baby." And I'd just be like, "Don't wow. put that thing on me. Get that <laughs> fucking thing away from me." And yeah, I think, I think it's an, an instinctive or genetic change. It's, it's your brain telling you that you shouldn't do that. It's survival. That's what it is. I mean, John, you, you,
0: I, what I love about you is you're always dark and you don't tell us much about you, but you didn't come from no easy background.
1: No, I, I, you know, I, I got to kind of just reiterate what Ann said about you, you, you said it and I never really thought about it that way. It actually kinda of hitting me hard. I'm still uh, intellectually digesting what you said. And I think it's true. I mean, my my childhood was really you know, and I don't I, I'm kind of big on boundaries. I don't overshare, as you know. Uh, but my childhood was fucked up. So, you know, I, I guess, you know, that that's you know, really why I didn't. I mean, it was just so awful that I guess some part of me was thinking that if I had a kid that they would have you know i would i would kind of relive that horror over again
2: yeah and you also get a kind of uh what what do you call it like a vertigo cuz you could imagine yourself doing like reproducing that experience for that child and mm-hmm. you think of the moral revulsion that you would feel towards yourself if you did that
0: i'm not i'm not joking and i don't mean to sound impressive or anything but this was one of the uh, defining things that sent me down the path towards economics. I remember being four years old and I had a brother and a sister. And I remember that we had to share presents. I remember resources being so tight. Yeah. You know, we had nothing to live for. There was Christmas and hopefully you get some toys. And I remember that I I, I did not necessarily the math, but just the simple logic that if I didn't have a brother or sister, I get, some really cool toys. You know, I I might actually have a toy I liked. And so the concept of per capita, specifically having children, that was ingrained in me very early on. And I, have taken that and you can see it played across the world. You know, you look at the poorest countries. Well, they're typically where they have the highest birthing rates, Somalia, Chad, Ethiopia. These women spit out eight to nine kids per person or or, uh, per woman. Um, so this, this kind of, and especially if you're, if you're brought up poor in resources and you just, you know, you want food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, or you want to have fun. You know, you see your kids at school, they got like an Atari 2600 and a new game. You're like, holy shit, I'd like that. And you got your Velcro Walmart shoes, not even Walmart Goodwill, or hand-me-downs from your uncle. Um, the, you really have to, I mean, and you have to, there's no other way. You have to survive, you have to go through Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I know um, self-actualization is the peak, but in, in, the, in that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, there's safety, there's biological needs, then there's uh, stability or whatever, however the pyramid goes. But at the peak, having children was always beyond the peak. Having kids you know, I need to have food. I need yeah. to have security. And yeah. um, if you stay that long in those two lower echelons of Maslow's hierarchy of needs – your your brain never gets the opportunity to pontificate or theorize about children or family or sports cars. You just want to survive. Yeah. And and then even if you do get money, like I've been very successful, I've been very lucky in the past couple of years with Asshole Consulting, you can't turn it off. It's it's part of your hardcore wiring and programming by that time. And so I'd I'd be very curious of all the Gen Xers out there that you know, you came from a broken home, you came from lower middle income or lower income, you're absolutely poor. I'd be very curious um, as to whether, and here's the thing we got to provide an an IQ qualifier because stupid people breed. I mean, you go to the trailer park, you go to the ghetto, you go to the barrio. uh, The black community is absolutely atrocious and disgusting, terribly sorry. That's not racist. It's just what is what it is. But in the same hand, you could say the The um, Go to Evansville, Wyoming, where it's all white people, and they still spit out kids uh, being poor. There there is an IQ level requirement uh, there. But I've I've never understood, dumb or smart, how poverty couldn't purge you, how it didn't teach you that lesson that the more mouths you have to feed, the more fucked you are. Yeah. Yeah. Race, poor. IQ or whatever, or poverty I just I just never and then poor people keep on breeding.
3: Well, that, well, that's the whole idea of a dowry in the past is that is that uh, a father had to take care of his female kids and and if someone was going to marry his kid, there was an expectation of some monetary gift. That's what the dowry was. Oh, you're going to take the, my my child, my girl, off my hands now of having to take care of. Okay, here's the dowry for you to be able to take care of.
0: Here's your oh donkey God. and your three shekels yeah. of silver. <laughs> yeah. Well can, I, can she- I ask a
1: question of uh, Aaron and, and Anne probably more specifically, but for me, like yeah, I mean yeah, well, of course we were poor because <clears throat> you know, you know all, all that I won't get into all that. But to be honest, what I, when I look back at what was really horrific about my childhood wasn't being poor so much, it was that my childhood was so uncertain. You know, like I was raised by like a single mother who, right. you know, was working and I'd be left with, you know, talk about daycare. I mean, she used to find people to leave me with. I don't even know where the fuck she found these people, like out of newspaper ads or something. I mean, it was before the Internet or anything like that, right? Yeah. So.
0: And, well, in your day, it was probably Fred and Barney on the chiseled tablet. With the, yeah, with the literally,
1: spin. yeah, yeah. yeah chiseled, chiseled clay tablets. And she would just leave me with – and some of these people were really fucked up. So when I look back at my childhood, one of the things I, I never had about it was you talk about a sense of certainty. Like one of the things I love about my life now is I like – you know, things kind of on an even keel. To, like, I like to control my immediate environment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because when I was growing up, I didn't have any of that. I didn't know where I was going to go in the morning, you know, and stuff like that. You know, I, and a lot of times I didn't know if my mother was going to come home and pick me up at night. You know, I <laughs> mean, so, well, that,
0: and no, I, I totally understand. I always thought our dad was going to ditch us. You know, that's how insecure I felt. I remember one time my parents told me to go to one house. And I went there and nobody was there. And I sat there for, I think three hours in the snow with my snowmobile suit and cried. Um, and, and I think I was like seven or eight at the time. Um, if you go through that, fuck idealism, <laughs> fuck June and Ward, fuck Wally and the beef. You're just happy to have some fucking food and some shelter. And you know, it's not going anywhere. And so, I, I, this is not the besmirched DT. I mean, I'm not saying you, you grew up in, in YZZ or anything like that. Um, but for a lot of people out there, I think the concept of a family and children was purely a luxury or a laughable theory. You know, once you, once you got money, once you got – I mean, John, you got your place bought and paid for, and you got, you got a nice equity position, and you're like, let's not fuck this up we're not going to yeah, introduce yeah. we're not going to introduce any variables that might fuck this up and a kid is a huge variable right there and so i i think a lot of you're going to see a lot of, and i even did up an article about um how a lot of men there's i estimated what was it 4 or 3 trillion dollars i'd have to look up the figures again but there's a multi trillion dollar um inheritance generational inheritance that has no heir. If you calculate the number of men uh, and their average assets and wealth and earnings and blah, 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 and they don't have kids, there's a multi-trillion dollar estate to be inherited generationally that men like you, me, even anne I mean, because you're going to have an estate that we're going to have to pass it on. And so I got like nieces and nephews and and my girlfriend and all that. But um, it kind of shows you, it's like, No, I just want, I just want, fuck happiness. I want stability. I want concreteness. I want knowledge and, 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 and a finite uh, security above all else.
1: Well, do you guys feel this way? Like one of the things like about my adult life, when I got out on my own, I moved, you know, 3000 miles away from where I grew up and, you know, I bought my own home and had my own business and. Do you, I mean, part of it is just like my childhood was so fucked up. I just wanted to be able to like, now I get to enjoy my life.
0: There was an element of that. Like, I just wanted to get away from home. Uh, now, thankfully I had a, a really great stepfather and my mother was, was well-intentioned I you know, but you can only, you're a mom, you can only do a certain, but I did want to get out. Um, But, but it was simply because of my own determination. I think it was more my personality. Uh, it wasn't like I was trying to escape or anything because um, it was a good home. Uh, but I I did what what irked me more than anything else was the poverty and not being able to, to afford anything. And I mean, so I was like, these people are not going to do it. Like by the age of 18, you knew your parents fucked up. You knew that was not the way to do it. And so you're like, I can do better and I'm going to set forth and go on my own. So that's why I left. Uh, but not not on bad terms or anything. It's just like, nope, this is m- my future does not lay here.
3: Okay. I I can speak. I mean, it, I sort of uh, definitely understand where you guys are coming from because I I mean, it's there's no in my mind anyway. There's no way that my upbringing was ideal or even good, really. I mean, I um, unfortunately my dad was sort of a. I don't know if it's bipolar disorder or um, uh, he he just he He's he was dick. very narcissistic, kind of just into himself. Didn't really I I mean that's why I discovered the Red Pill, right? Was I he mean, a, a pastor these, by
0: huh? chance? Huh? It, no. Was no he, he oh, okay. Right.
3: But but I mean that's why people that discover the Red Pill they did not have fathers that actually gave a shit to you know um, raise their their sons prepared for reality. So. I mean, that's why I discovered the red pills because I, 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 look back on how I was raised, and it's like Jesus Christ. I mean, what the hell? What the hell, dude? I mean, you had this gift sitting here, not, <laughs> not to speak too highly of myself, but I was very smart, very moral, very. I, I turned out really well, but I could have turned out even better, I guess, if I had, um, if I had some uh, tutelage, of yeah, a, a yeah, true something, guy. Yeah. just well, something that's, there, that's and so have- out of out of spite, almost, mm-hmm. I. I wanted to prove that it could be done better. I mean, it's almost like, okay, yeah, I, I have a lot of uh, hangups about how I was raised. And, and Howard Stern said, he said, no matter what you do, you're going to fuck up your kids somehow. No matter how perfect of a parent you are, somehow you're going to fuck up your kids. That's just the reality of life. But I did want to try to do it different. I think, I think most men, most boys do grow up wanting to rebel against their fathers if they know who their fathers are. Um, and, uh, I think that's a reality too. And that's the part of the reason why the boomers suck so hard is because they rebelled against the greatest generation, right? Right. The wisest
0: generation that knew quite literally knew everything.
3: Right, right. So, so, um, but I can definitely, uh, uh, sympathize and empathize with, with some of these thoughts here that, that I just, I guess I just chose a different way. I, I chose to, um, to kind of do the traditional thing. I guess. But it was the same thing for me. I mean, my dream growing up was just, yeah, I just want to get out on my own. Um, I can only depend on myself. I've I felt that way my entire life, that the only person really looking out for me is me. And um, so I can totally understand why people would think that shit, I can't bring somebody else into this, mm. um, for sure.
0: Well, and that's, that's the whole point I kind of want older brother to be, is <clears throat> there, you look at even if you're married, even if it's a nuclear family, they're shipping these kids off the daycare. They're filling them full of Ritalin. They all get participation trophies. And inevitably, there's going to be some boys and girls that want to look for some genuine advice. And, you know, you guys are – I'm not i am not kissing your asses, but could you imagine what we could have accomplished if our parents fucking had their shit together oh, and gave us the wisdom that we, we needed? Jesus. God, one, of, one of
2: my – One of of my favorite stories about why I'm a little bit bitter. When I was in high school and I took the SAT, I broke the verbal section. Like, I don't think I got any questions wrong on it, except for the one that had a typo in the question. I got my results back and my dad said, hey, maybe we should apply to Harvard for you just as a joke. Right. Exactly. As a joke. As a joke. But then he saw that it cost sixty dollars just to apply and he decided it wasn't that funny of a joke
0: right well and that's that's where i i I just uh, you look back and i understand you know you look back at your folks and they were in their 20s at the time and they didn't have all the answers um but thank god we have the internet now where you know we're not your dad we're not your mom but any kid that gets a gets a hold of the red pill male or female you at least got the knowledge, you know, okay, maybe your folks aren't giving it to you, but at least you got the knowledge it's there it's look upable when I, I don't know how many people I got who found me like searching, why did a girl stand me up and I got a YouTube video? Why did a girl stand you up or, or 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 why did this happen? why did that happen? and the knowledge is at least searchable there's an attainable identifiable font of information out there that will explain it a quora, a YouTube video, anything else, so at least. The, the generations going forward are not going to be as lost. But God damn, you know, if I had myself to be my dad Oh boy. Or, I mean, hey, kid, like heck, I, not to delve into detail, I won't mention names, but my neighbor next door. Um, greatest guy ever. Nice guy, great guy. Uh, he's telling me about his daughter, who just finished up her fourth year over at Bethel. Fifty grand a year. Damn. To get a degree in education, and grandma and grandpa and mom and dad and the taxpayer and everybody chiseled all this money into a two hundred thousand dollar fund, and now she wants to go be a fucking flight attendant. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and and, the, and then the the guy who's the greatest nicest guy ever. He's a great neighbor. I love him to death. I'll help him out anytime. He's like, yeah, you know, I was kind of upset. I'm like, kind of. Kind, where were you, where was your pussy and your balls and your spine to fucking say, no, dipshit, you're not going to $50,000 a year private school to get a worthless degree in education. Go to fucking Normandale, go to Anoka Tech, go to Hennepin County, go to Metro State, get your prereqs out of the way, then go to bumfuck Minnesota State U, pay your $7,000 a year. Where was it? It just And just this mopey, well, I don't know. I'm like, what? where's the leadership? Where's the fatherhood? Where is this? I mean, it's it's good for us. It's good for asshole consulting. It's great for our older <laughs> brother. I'm never going to run out of clients because apparently no man has the balls or the pussy or the spine to tell his daughter, "No, you're not majoring in that stupid shit. No, we're not paying no two hundred thousand fucking dollars for it." So I mean, this is I, I have a life supply of, of of clients coming down the road. But my God, how how hard is it to be a dad? I mean, DT, you know, you're you're telling your kids not to major in stupid shit, right?
3: Yeah, and I need to tell them not to have a piece of shit computer either. So
0: I've been well, looking, a I've been listening him.
3: to you guys quietly watching my disk usage go
0: <laughs> up. <laughs> but at least you know to at least you're going to tell your kids the realities of the labor market, right?
3: Oh yeah. I've got a whole idea that 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 would be probably a whole different podcast. I've got two girls and uh, my, my thinking behind it's going to be, I mean, being red pilled, it's like, if you want a family, if that's, if that's what you want girls that you, once you, once you're 18, 21, somewhere in there, go find a 30 year old. That's got his shit together and start a family. And then after you after you have your kids and you take care of them and everything, then then if you want to go to school for something, then go to school for something. But if you really want to be if you really want to be some kind of scientist or something like that, then yeah, go to school. But if what you really want to be as a mom, which is great, then then be that's a the fucking
0: strategy. mom. Yeah, exactly. So You're, I, I have to compliment your wife, uh, Mrs. DT. Um, I hold her in very high regard. Um, I don't want to mention her profession, but she's really cool, man. I mean, your wife is top-notch. Yep, she's um, very smart. Very she is very smart. Not smart enough to not marry you, but, right. you know, uh, <laughs> dumb enough you got her, but smart enough she makes a good living. Yes. <laughs>
1: no, but Aaron, like you were saying earlier, like, like you'll have a never-ending flow of clients, and that's a good thing for both you and people, though, out there. But, I mean, like, there's the young guys listening now, like, like what we didn't have, I mean, you know, the internet, we all talk about all the dysfunctions, everybody's plugged into their devices, and all that's true. But at the same time, it does let people get knowledge and know that, well, one, they're not alone. I mean, I don't know, because I was an only child, too. So also growing up in that dysfunction and uncertainty was really, I always, there's always a strong sense of isolation.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think
1: if I had the internet where I could have reached out to other people that were in the same boat, I would have felt better. That would have kind of grounded me a little bit. So I think that, you know, podcasts like this and, and stuff like that just, Letting other people know that, like, yeah, you're not the only one where shit is fucked up. I mean, there's something – there's some sort of healthy camaraderie in
0: that. Well, I, I, I always said, like, you and I uh, – because you're a little bit older than me, but you, me, and Anne, and pretty much every Gen Xer, we had to figure this out analog. There was no internet to go look it up. Um, no. I, I distinctly remember thinking that the, the girls' women, the girls at my high school were fucked up, and I thought there was something wrong with my high school. Little did I know – that nine zero two one zero and Melrose Place was fucking them all up across the nation. I didn't realize it was a nationwide thing, and so now at least the young boys and girls out there, you you got a pulse, an immediate pulse on uh, America's uh, dating, courtship, male-female sex relations on the internet. You could compare notes, but back in the day, you you were you were very removed. There was no way to confirm. So, and also there was no way to confirm, is it me? Is it something else? I mean, now you could pretty much assess online. You go hot or not, you can get how hot you are on a scale one to 10, mathematically accurate to, the, to, to a 10th of a point. Um, you could look up and figure out why certain things are happening. You can, you can do all this stuff and I'll answer your questions. You can figure out if there's something wrong with you or something wrong with society. But back then, God, it was wandering in the desert. And you had no fucking clue which way you were going.
2: Yeah. Uh I I don't I don't I I had nobody and nothing to guide me. And right right now I'm actually I'm I'm writing a novella about two roommates I had when I was 21. One of which drove the other one to suicide. They were they were guys and I'm thinking back at the, about that time in my life and holy shit the dumb things I did. The the idiots I hung out with. The stupid choices I made. Because I was completely on my own, just thrown into the world with, you know, no internet, no uh, adults, really. Mm -hmm. And And now
0: you're hanging out with us winners.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But if if I'd had something like this when I was that age, I could have gone, oh, yeah, this guy has narcissistic personality disorder. I shouldn't let him be my roommate. I shouldn't let him anywhere near, like, me having to pay a landlord for things.
0: I I ever tell you guys about she may have gotten hit by a truck story? No. No. John, you ever hear this story or no?
1: No, I don't think so. DT, I have. I you have.
0: I'll tell the story real quick then John, we're going to go to the super chats and we're going to we're going to close it out. Um I remember I got stood up um and I think I was like 26 or 27. And this was like the it, it, you get stood up all the time. And 70% of the girls that said yes would stand me up. I'd always get a, you know, I get a numbers back in the days when you got numbers. So one time I got stood up and I was just pissed off. And I called my mom, which you should never do. And I'm like, hey, mom, how you doing? And she's like, how you doing? I'm like, you know, I'm pissed off. She says, why? I say, you know, I keep getting stood up. You know, I, I this girl, she's not responding to any phone calls. And, you know, I don't want to be a stalker. And my mom says, well, you never know. She may have gotten hit by a truck. And my mom was serious. She was serious. Like, instead of just saying, no, Aaron, American women are spoiled cunts. And they think that they could just flippantly, you know, uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, they're not reliable. They're not responsible. There's nothing wrong with you. No, there's a chance a meteorite hit. uh, She she contracted Ebola. Or she got hit by a truck. And that was like the ding moment where I'm like, no, she didn't get hit by a truck, and it kind of is all this way. It and and it's just kind of that. And I even wrote a post: she did not get hit by a truck because <laughs> all these girls <laughs> will stand up, guys. Now, oh, she may have gotten sick. That da, da 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 This and that and that that and that and that. My buddy uh, Tony DeMarco is still alive today. Every girl that ever canceled on me. Did so because she didn't want to go out with me in the first place. And that's the most truest thing ever. And now you can look that up. Now, when you're getting stood up, you're, you don't got your mom saying, well, maybe you're just fishing in the wrong holes. Maybe she got hit by a truck. Now you look it up. It's like, yeah, she never wanted to go out with you. You're short. You're skinny. You're fat. You're ugly. Whatever the excuse. It's you. Get over it and move on. You know and what else, you can the-
3: look up. You can look up crash statistics and find that's completely false too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't.
1: I don't
3: think <laughs> look up the the truck crash statistics. And go, <laughs>
1: the yeah, high- no, something- I had no idea where Aaron was going to go with that title, though. Maybe she got hit by a truck. I mean, there was so many different ways. I thought he was going to talk about like the, You know, this girl he went out with who was such a freaking moron or something, and she was borderline <laughs> retarded. And he thought maybe she got hit by a truck.
0: No, <laughs> no. This was just. This was just. Yeah, Stan, you know, and it, would, it got so bad. I even remember in college, um, I would double book dates. And one time I, I scheduled work at a security shift. I got a call at the HQ and they said, you know, escort Clary. you know, call. And I'm like, what? So this gal called Amy? He said that you had a date. I'm like, Oh shit. She showed up. I mean, it was that bad, that you just assume girls. I mean, and not to delve into the world of dating and, and, and misogyny or anything like that, but when you have trained men so much that they just don't expect you to show up, that they start double booking dates or they take another shift. I mean, you really lost a lot of trust and I was 21 at the time. Um, so I, you know, maybe I'm smarter than the average bear, but I can only imagine what uh universal societal distrust by getting stood up, flaking, whatever is, has caused within uh, men in their twenties and thirties uh, uh, today. But,
2: well, wow. wow, this would explain a lot.
0: Why, you get stood up?
2: Did yeah. Your boyfriend
0: get hit by a truck?
2: <laughs> no, I get I get stood up in weird, sort of like non-malicious, just like just and and you can feel like I it's 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 different varying indications, but you can feel that like yeah, the other person just sort of didn't expect you to show up anyway, so they didn't show up.
0: Are they on an escalator?
2: <laughs> she's just gonna kill me I mean I, I am an escalator person so I didn't think I should stick around I don't know
1: no and I think your problem is, is you keep dating those high school guys and you set the dates out past their curfew so that, that might be the uh,
2: issue <laughs> That's true. But no, seriously, I've, I've been kind of bemused by this. I'll be like, yeah, we, I, I said I was going to show up, and uh, he just kind of acted like he kind of assumed that I wasn't going to show up, so he didn't show up. What the fuck you is can, up with that?
0: You can, you can almost, I mean, giving advice to the younger people here as, as the older brothers, um, both boys and girls, you could just honestly double book. Just assume your date's not showing up. I mean, just-, no, just
2: I've kind of started being tempted to do that because I'm like, well, Jesus, I just wasted a whole night.
0: Right. No, it's your time. It's your time, man. You got more important shit to do than sit there and
2: fucking wait. Yeah. And I get really pissed off because I don't stand people up. I mean, that's just that's just a shitty thing to do. It's inconsiderate. It's 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 narcissistic. It's seeing other people like they're not real. You're just theft it's theft of your time exactly exactly like all the other shit you could be doing with that time so i've 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 found myself thinking that way i'm like well maybe i should book two or three dates
1: cool all right Uh, i i i kind of find this i mean i mean i'm older and stuff but back in my day i think people were more respectful of not uh uh, what's the word standing people up I don't know if I've ever got quote unquote stood up in my life really you know, I've, got, I've gotten yeah I've gotten those canceled at the last minute type of bullshit, but I never like was like oh I'm meeting you at so and so place and they just didn't show up maybe really? once or twice yeah i didn't I've never had that happen to me i, th- I mean i oh, yeah. I, th-
2: I think the most spectacular and possibly least malicious one was a guy that I made a date with and I, I had to work that day. So I was busy all day and I didn't realize this cause I don't, I'm not on my phone all the time, but he was sending me all these text messages going, so are you going to be there? Are you going to be there? Are we still on? Are we still on? And I wasn't paying any attention to it cause I thought, well, we made a date, we planned it. I'm going to show up. So I didn't look at my phone. Like, why would you need to confirm 10 times the day up? I told him that morning we were going to do this. So we're going to do this. I got, I, I got done with work. I got to the place I sat there and I waited for like half an hour and I'm like, where the fuck is dude? So I look at my phone and there's all these messages saying, hey, are we going to show up? Are we going to show up? And I'm like, that's weird. So I messaged him back and I was like, yeah, of course I was going to show up. I'm here. I've been here for half an hour. Where are you? And finally I called him and he said, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't hear back from you. So I figured you just weren't going to show up. So I went to bed.
0: I I hate to say it. That's almost the standard. That's the industry standard. Um,
1: Yeah, I don't really blame the guy. No. Because that's just not not that it's your fault, but, but because he's probably experienced that so many times before. That's why he was like that.
2: Yeah, well, it didn't seem like he was being malicious. I didn't really get angry. I was just puzzled. I was like, "Well, I said I would show up, so why did you assume I wasn't going to show up be- just because I was at work and didn't answer your text message?"
0: Because all of his other dates got hit by trucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, John, take us to the super chats. What do we got for questions over in the so chat? We have room? a
1: five dollars super chat from L or. Oh God, I can't see your name, buddy. I'm sorry. he just said guys, Sky King was married. He was having family issues. That's the guy. That's the uh Seattle guy who stole the plane and crashed it. Oh, he's having um,
0: family. Okay. All right. Thank uh, you for the donation, by the way.
1: Yeah. Um Atham uh Atham sends six dollars and sixty-six cents. Oh, there's says,
0: there's uh, a shock. There's a shock.
1: <laughs> uh he says, like, comment, and subscribe, you ungrateful dogs. Cappy, I got a night job, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Now yeah. I can study and do homework. Hey, while paid Cleary style.
0: Oh, that's our buddy Atham. Oh, the Mexican got his head out of his ass there. Right. Oh, look at that. Good old Atham there. That's a, Thank you for the 666.
1: And I um, El or, Let me try to see it. See it. El Orgulal del Jalisco 2. Got a lot, a lot of Latinos
0: dollars. tonight. Got a lot of Latinos
1: yeah, tonight. The same guy from the first. Wow. yeah, oh, okay. that yes, yeah, that's why I didn't say that. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce that name, buddy. I'm sorry. Uh, guy, he says five thousand guys. I had a patriarchal father from Mexico, but I learned the red pill the hard way uh, being heartbroken by a beautiful blonde girl from Spain. Ah, mm-hmm. actually, I actually dated a girl from Spain. Uh, very nice. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, usually that's how, it doesn't always start with a woman. That's how we all learn. Mm -hmm. um that that's it for the super chats there's lots of different uh talk in the in the regular chats um just uh, one guy actually mentioned um this is uh to dt i think that uh jules we mentioned avola i'm assuming he means Jules avola who i did read a revolt against the modern world i don't know if you're familiar with him dt
3: no no not yet
1: um uh, he was a neo-fascist italian guy Uh, uh interesting uh revolt guy, right?
3: against the modern world, so that, Re- yeah, you can
1: look Jules Evola, E-V-O-L-A.
3: Oh, E V O L A. Oh, okay, that's Ju- actually
1: Ju- Julius. Okay. Ju- I'm sorry, God, what
3: Evola? That's he said, evil, okay, yep. yeah,
1: E V O L A. Yeah, I think, I think it's Julius Evola. Um, but yeah, I did read that years ago. Um, uh, weird guy, but um, very he had a lot of traditional views about men and women and stuff like that, and he was kind of a neo fascist. You know, whatever.
0: And he was in um, Spain, or where was he from?
1: Uh, he was. He was from Italy. Oh, um, Italy. Okay. Yeah, and L L or God, buddy. I wish he could. He sends call another him two just Let's that. just call him Steve. Yeah. Call him Steve, Steve <laughs> sends another two dollars, but doesn't say anything. He just likes giving it. He likes. Well, yeah, yeah, hey, hey,
0: well, you guys want to give the super chats? Please he do.
3: Was, he was saying earlier he's drunk, so. <laughs>
0: Ask ask him, hey, hey, uh, uh, Steve, what do you want to be called? Because John can't (laughs) pronounce Spanish words. Just tell us what you want to be called.
1: Let's
0: call him Arula.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Why are we going to call him arugula? That's well, a, look at his name. It sounds like the arugula of Jalisco is kind
0: of what it is. <laughs> well, I don't want – I'm afraid that if I looked, I'd, like, end this pro- podcast. And I, I just don't want to fuck with things. I don't want to fuck with things. So. Mayo. He says he wants to be called Mayo.
1: Mayo. <laughs> all right. We're calling him Mayo. That's what we get. going
0: Um. – all right. That's it for the Super Chats. That's all we got in the chat room.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean there's lots of stuff in the ch- chat, people just going back and forth, but that's yeah, no,
0: I I know that's how that's how it goes so, All right. Um, let's do uh we'll go through the stuff. Uh, uh I want to go through maintenance here. Uh like the video. If you guys are watching, I got like fifty or sixty people watching right now. Please like the video. I don't know. Hit what the little the, thumbs up, guys. Hit the, the thumbs up. up. That's the least you can do. It costs you nothing.
1: I was uh, the
3: seventh one. I, I liked it when it was at seven.
1: Yeah. You liked I, it? I just, really? I just hit it now. I'm 13. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> 13.
0: 13. We should have 60, like, immediately. Like, everyone should go there. So I'd appreciate it if you guys do that. Uh, go to olderbrother.com. If you guys have uh, a question, uh, email me at olderbrother at yahoo.com. We got that. If you want to support the show, you could do that three ways. You could go, well, all of which are located at uh, olderbrother.com slash donate. We have a Patreon account. You can go to patreon.com slash Aaron Clary, and you get nothing out of that. You could go to the PayPal account. I don't know what the URL is, but it's over at olderbrother.com slash donate. You can click on the banner there. Or if you want something out of it, and I think this is the best way because it benefits everybody, <clears throat> is you could do all your Amazon affiliate shopping, all your online shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. You go to olderbrother.com slash donate. You click on the Amazon banner. That takes you immediately to the Amazon website, but there's extra text and code that says, "Hey, you came from Cappy's site, and whatever you buy, I get a six to seven percent commission and a cut." Uh, so you're gonna buy this stuff anyway. I know a lot of you guys, uh, a lot of people say, "Oh, dang it, I forgot." Don't forget, that's the key thing. I know you guys want to. The key thing is is getting into the habit of doing so. So bookmark it or whatever you gotta do. Don't do your shopping on the phone. I know all you young'uns like to do your shopping on the phone because it's easier that way. Don't do your shopping on the phone. If you want to support the old captain and all the kind people here, I'm going to buy them drinks one of these days for all the time that they put forth into this. Uh, go to the Amazon affiliate program. Do all your Amazon shopping there. Um, Super Chats are available, I think, next week. Um, no, maybe this Friday. <clears throat> I should have... Super Chats available on the uh, traditional asshole consulting YouTube channel. This is the older brother YouTube channel, but we also have the, um, I have my old, my original YouTube channel where all the asshole consulting videos are. That should be uh, qualified for monetization. So henceforth, either this week or next, I will be broadcasting uh, via YouTube for the regular Clary podcast so I can make more shekels. Um, oh,
1: can I, we got one more super chat can I say oh cool
0: one? yeah no if they pay we play
1: yeah yeah be really fucked up if someone pays you know talk about All right. Uh, Sean Parton says or asks, uh, how does a millennial Gen Z woman get red pilled do you think that women will wake up to reality in the next 10 to 20 years I'm going to ask Anne to address this one first Um,
2: have her do a real job maybe have her do a job where she has to work with the public and has to See how people act in people of her generation. I was interact with others.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I think it's almost impossible because you got to realize just how much was invested in getting not millennials, but everybody in K through college, how much was invested in getting them to have the blue pill or the correct leftist, socialist, feminist thinking. Um, the best way I've found is you are alpha as fuck and you just pat them on the head. Like the girl's got to be physically attracted to you. Like she's got to want to want you and say, yeah, feminism stuff is real cute. And they will drop it in half a second. So it's, it's not like you're yelling or lecturing at them. This is where the betting tactic comes in. I don't know if I've told you guys about the betting tactic, but I used this when I was in my 20s at parties. I was the only non-leftist. I was a libertarian. I was a non-leftist. And a girl would say something about poverty and she'd say, right. I say, I bet you're wrong. I actually say, what? I say, I bet you're wrong. What do you mean? I, bet? I say, I bet you coming over to my house wearing French made lingerie, cleaning my house for half a day, you're wrong. And there was a a playful element to it. But I believe that deep down inside, these women want to be traditional women. They want to have a masculine man. They've just been thoroughly indoctrinated. But if you can get them wet, and that's a big if, because you got they got to like you first, you can playfully bat that foolish. Le- you, you, that's what you gotta, that's cute. You think of feminist theory. Now I want your ass in the kitchen, barefoot and pregnant. And you can laugh a joke about it, but they're like, ah, and I've seen guys do it. I've seen one guy. He's like, you're not on drugs anymore. If you date me, you're not on Ritalin. You're not on Adderall. You're not, you're not depressed. You're just using that because you're, you're, you're weak. And so I, I think that's about the only way is is being adamantly and unapologetically adamant, but playful about being a masculine man and, and patting her on her head. That's cute. You think of, oh, here's another one that you can do. You can just say, wow, you're a Democrat just like every other girl. How common. That's a way to – you got you to unlodge them like that. But otherwise, it's unless you're really good looking, they're going to be steeped in that shit. It's very hard to dislodge them.
1: Yeah, and also don't don't be going around trying to red I – mean, well, I mean, unless you're doing it just for fun like I do. But don't be tr- – well, I don't even try to unred red pill to, or to unblue pill them or make them red pill. I mean, just – look, the feminine craves the masculine. If your guy be masculine, you're going to attract the feminine. Chad Elkins sends $2. He says, I'm not sure what this means. He says, use this to get out of Facebook jail.
0: I was already out of Facebook jail. I forgot to send him a link. Ah, damn it. We're supposed to have Chad on. Shoot. Oh, Fuck! I forgot to send them the link. Damn. Tell Chad I'm sorry. Chad, I'm sorry. No, mind, He's listening right now.
1: Chad, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. That's, yeah, you really fucked up. But the guy even sent you two dollars even after. I you know. Saw. It
0: makes it That's like pouring salt on the wound.
1: Yeah, it's, but uh, so, so Chad, he is. we're gonna. I'm gonna make him pay for this. I'm gonna pay Aaron a visit.
0: Oh, <laughs> he said he just couldn't make it. It's all good. 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 Okay. Yeah. We, I, I mean, I want to have other people on like Doc's not here. I didn't, I, I want to have Doc on. We got we'll, we'll cycle people through. So, all right. Um, anything else in the chat there, John?
1: Uh, well, no, someone just asked if you're going to write another book and if so, what? Um,
0: I am. I am. It's going to be the female equivalent of pad economics. I'm not going to give away the title ah. and it's going to be a stand- bachelorette Economics. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. Well, no, it's not going to be bachelorette Pad economics. The title is going to be much more invoking. Uh, and controversial. Um, and I do want to get more exposure to to a female audience. And I also, because it's not, this is not the only reason I wrote Black Man's Got Out of Poverty, but I like the fact if anyone calls me racist, I say, oh, I'm sorry, did you write a book to help out the world's most uh, impoverished class? Oh, you didn't? Well, shut the fuck up, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and so it's, it's going to be the same thing with with the, bachelorette pad economics is it's going to be like you're a massages oh really did you write a book to help females like close the wage gap you didn't well shut the fuck up cunt so <laughs> that's basic but it's going to be um it's actually a lot of people who are not women are going to want to read it because it's um how can i put it the biggest victim group in the world right now i think it's women and not because of men it's because of feminism and the lies they told women how they've destroyed their lives and how women are, you know, they don't want family. They don't want kids. They want the career. Um, and just how they've trained women to hate men. And that's really, I mean, the, the adversarial nature that they've instituted in young women today. Um,
2: ah, that's I think so is, sad. It is. Right. It is. It because,
0: is. It, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to admit the greatest thing that ever happened to men is women. Uh, that's how we're programmed. But women think the greatest thing to happen to them now is a career. And $200,000 in student loan debt for an education degree while you become a flight attendant. So uh, I've I've never seen – quite literally since slavery, I've never seen such an egregious assault or um, violation of of humanity than I have what feminism has done to women. You could arguably say that the Democrat Party has done to blacks and minorities, but um, in terms of total damage and lives wasted – I just, it doesn't compare. I'm just, I'm just amazed. Like three generations of women have been lied to. And uh, this tries to highlight it knowing full well, the women sheep are so indoctrinated. They're going to hate it. Uh, And then I will laugh mockingly as they continue with their masters in public health administration and their cats and their unfunded 401ks, or they have funded 401ks. They just never invested it. They just put it into money market funds, but that's a, another issue so oh hey by the way guys happy news and we'll take off um i no longer have to teach online my classes are are done and over after 19 years my classes are done and over yep and which now frees up the time that i can actually go and write um classes or i'm sorry books right now so um that's uh that is that is good news so now the old cap and i have like three or four books that i definitely want to write within the next two years
1: Possible. awesome. Cool. So before we go, um, another five dollar super chat from Mayo. AKA why, why, why is it all? Like,
0: hey, I like Mayo. Drunk Mayo's great. We, we got to have him come on <laughs> yeah. regularly.
1: Well, no, he just said, he says I'm a millennial, 24 years old, currently active duty U.S. Navy sailor. Oh, possible, there
0: we go. There we go. Good old man. All right. What about him?
1: And here it is. And if possible, I would love to be in your live cast, but I'll be drunk to be honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, we let's let's arrange that he he knows where to get uh, uh sailor email me over at assholeconsulting.com we'll get you in because i would like to one of these days get some millennial insight um there's this guy called burger creek he's this british millennial he's he just hates the boomers he has a really great youtube channel i wanted to get him on but i think he hates gen x and and baby boomers so much he he dismissed me but I would like to get some input from the millennials. Uh, but, yeah, let's have them on for a second. Have, have them email me. John, make that happen. Snap, snap, chop, chop. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, sale, uh, Mayo, just email me, man. You know where to contact me. So we'll, we'll do that. Um, cool. All right. Uh, Ann, where can we find you?
2: Uh, disasterfitness.com and annsterzinger.com and amazon.com.
0: Will we find you on the escalators?
2: <laughs> very, very briefly, possibly knocking someone off as I like should
0: cutting their throat with a large knife, perhaps because they were standing still. <laughs> Could be old children, infirm. Will you will you still kill them if they're on the escalator and not walking?
2: Actually, I even won't kill people with large suitcases.
0: Okay, all right. So everybody carry a large suitcase on the escalator in case Anne happens to be behind you. DT, what do you got? Happy uh, what's in the
3: works coming soon? Thus spake DT, the Will to Power hour. So okay. it's uh it's I think it's gonna be good. Wait, is it a
0: podcast? Yeah. Yep. But you didn't tell me you're gonna do it. Wait, wait, when is that when is that coming? Do you have an episode already? Right? Soon. Coming soon. Okay. Coming soon. All right. Sorry.
3: Um Coming soon, it's I've got plenty of material because it's basically just gonna be based on will to power. You know right. Christians have their Bible and they talk about uh, their Bible all the time. So nihilists, we should talk about um, uh, Nietzsche's book uh, "Will to Power" and just kind of the timeless lessons in there and how they relate to today. And I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting. So
0: awesome! I will tune in, John. You haven't put up anything last I checked. Always tune in to see if you got some like YouTube videos I can download, but you have nothing recent. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I was going to talk about that. Well, first off, you can find me on Twitter at John underscore Steel 99. Uh, my YouTube is John Steel Show on, on YouTube. And Sunday night I am going to uh, – David Serini asked me to do his show for him, but it's going to be on my channel. And I'm going to have uh, uh, Heydrun on. She's a, a fellow pagan. Uh, uh, and we're going to be discussing a lot of interesting things. Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to be covering uh, mythology going into Joseph Campbell, Um the Hero's Journey, you're going to talk about uh, mythology and the universal so, truths of the sages.
0: So boring low IQ shit, right? <laughs> Not an intellectual yeah, pretty situation. much. Yeah, we're
1: yeah. going to be discussing so, you know, the M- Minoans and the uh, Indo-European Doric invasions of Greece and uh, the pantheon of the Greek and Norse gods. Are and-
0: uh, you going to talk about what LeBron James said about the other <laughs> black basketball player who threw the orange sphere through the red ring with the white clothing at the bottom of it? Are you going to talk about that stuff?
1: Uh, yeah yeah I'm sure we'll cover that
0: what about the large black woman who said oh snap with the fake nails and the weave you gotta talk about what she said about the other large (laughs) black woman with the fake nails and the weave
1: and the weave, yeah, that's a that's a big thing among the black women. I think, I think black women have convinced themselves it's okay to be four hundred pounds if you have a really great weave, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <And> nice nails. <laughs> I feel so bad for our black brothers out there. I just, yeah. Well, you can't, I, I do not blame them for the, the white the, girls. You
1: can The black men know the answer to this because I, I noticed this. This first never struck me because I live in Seattle, which is very very white. But I remember when Katrina happened years ago. That you know that that massive thing where it is George,
0: George Bush's fault. fault.
1: Yeah, yeah, and but. I noticed that the black women all weighed like I'm not talking like that. I saw I saw women women 400 pounds, not men 400 pound women, mm-hmm. and but always enormous. But a lot of the black guys seemed like slimming and shape, but right. the women are all enormous. I mean, are do you? Is there separate diets for you people? What the fuck?
0: I I think honestly, I think black men just got to run. I, you could read it in Black Man's Got Out of Poverty, but there is like a black text and and. uh Black men do have to hustle a little bit more, and that does translate to expending more calories of energy. I mean, keep in mind, they don't get possession of the kids, and they don't get the government check. Now, they might get another government check in some other way, but no, they got to hustle, man. They got to hustle. Um, okay. Yeah, but it's, it's what's really funny, you want to talk about funny, then we'll, we'll go. Uh, Minnesota just can't get enough Somalis in here uh, because they're the world's greatest culture. Um and what's hilarious is you see these skinny Somali girls come over from Somalia where they eat sand and 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 rubber. Um, and then they get an American diet and they just bloat up to these fucking <laughs> land whales. And these poor skinny Somali guys it's the same thing. It's like, dude, how come you're not fat? And the Somali guys, I'll give them credit, they you know, they got hustle. They'll go drive taxi cab or Uber or whatever. But the Somali guys are thin as rails. And then their wives are the girls, or the, and they just blow up into just these fat, disgusting, you know, like they wear the burqa. It's like, sweetheart, you, you don't have to wear that burqa because ain't nobody going to be lusting after you. <laughs> no the one's fresh, the freshman 15. The freshman Dude, 15. It's the Somali 75. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. It's, you got the freshman 15, you got the Somali 75. And it's just, and it's sad because some of DT, tell me if I'm wrong. Some of those Somali girls are not terribly unattractive. There's some, cute, right. yeah, there's, you're, you're like, oh, hey, how you doing sister? And uh-huh. then you turn and you look to your right and 10 seconds later, she's 50 pounds fatter than what she was before. Cause she, she met McDonald's. You're like, yeah, ah! they,
3: they sort of have kind of cherub like faces. They kind of got round, round doll like faces. So.
0: Round, trispherical. Oh um, yeah. 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 No, they, they didn't. All right. That's it. Thanks for being on the show guys. Um, tune in. Uh, go to olderbrother.com, assholeconsulting.com, cap com. All of our other buddies and pals, check out Ann Sturzinger, DT, and John Steele's uh, sites. And uh, remember, if you want to put an email into the Older Brother podcast, you can, as long as it's not an asshole consulting request, you email at olderbrother at yahoo.com. We'll see all of you guys later. Toodles.